Okay, hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Team Next Level Quad Pod. I'm Greg, joined by Marilyn, James, and Rich. How's everybody doing? Hey there. Hello. I just have one thing to say. <laughs> Are you ready to beach off? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh God. I'm ready to beach off. No, I'm gonna, no we're not going there. Please don't. Uh, I'm going to have to Rich, are you ready to beach off? Pass. I will beat you off. No, no. Pass. I'm going <laughs> to... Hard pass. going to put the explicit tag on this one yeah. for sure. Um... Yeah, that was let's pain- off. That was painful that to was, watch. I, yeah. So anybody I, who hasn't seen the Barbie movie, more. really? Uh, yeah. Um, James, have you seen the Barbie movie? No, I just saw that clip. And okay. I was like, oh, I think I might like this movie. <laughs> Isabella told me today that people are crying because it's so nostalgic. Nostalgic. I don't know. It's well, making them like remember the I, Barbie days I and guess. when they were little. That's weird. There's also like stories of like parents walking out with their young children because they're like, they didn't know, this is right? not a kid's yeah. kid's movie. It yeah. is not a kid's movie. No. no. So I went, I, one of my uh, friends who had uh, little girls was going and they were bringing them and they were like, we heard that most of the jokes like will go over their heads and mm. like the, the kids won't get it. And it's like, well, I, I don't know. Like now are you <laughs> going to have like five-year-old girls talking about beaching off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. that's, that's what it was going to happen. That's yeah. right. everybody's talking about it. It's cool because it went over their heads, but they knew it was a fun scene in the movie. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think we should do a, a quad pod uh, outing to watch uh, the Barbie. I don't really no. want to go see the Barbie. We're supposed it's to dress thing. up too. It's a, <laughs> I don't. Let's dress up in pink. Greg's no. ready. Yeah, it's yeah, a thing to are. do Oppenheimer and then go see the Barbie movie. No, no, no. I think you're supposed to say you're going to go watch Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer but, but you're actually watching Barbie. the yeah. Barbie movie. Oh, okay. I think I'd much rather watch Oppenheimer. Yeah, me too. I hear good things about that too. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. I'm sure. But it's apparently no Barbie movie, huh, James? And James, were you big into Barbies when you were a kid? Or like... Mm, I wouldn't say big. Yeah. You, were in a, you would or would not? <laughs> you, you weren't a Barbie girl? <laughs> no. I was going to ask Marilyn, but I felt like that'd be sexist of me to assume, you know, to ask the only woman at the table. I actually did like Barbies. Yeah. Define big into Barbies. Do you you have have a a Barbie and a cat? Do you have a sister? I do have a sister. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there's probably... There are probably Barbies at your house. Yeah, some weirdness that happened with you and Barbies as you were growing up. (laughs) You did something weird. Coming of age (laughs) (laughs) story. Yeah, unlock some memories. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we haven't even really started drinking yet, so yeah, it's coming up this wonderful concoction. Yeah, James, yeah. tell us about this. Mm-hmm. What is? Do, does this have a name? I always forget what it's called. I always call it like <laughs> moxa, moxa or matcha. No, no, that's it's moxie. No, no, moxie. Kamacha, kombucha. No, okay. Just ex- <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but it's not kombucha. Keep making up words. Anything you're saying. I think like mox. I think what I, I discovered on Reese Vacation is called like moxa or something. I think it's short for something, but okay. it's just red wine and soda. Like usually it's red wine and Coke and ice. Uh-huh. Um, super refreshing, yeah, especially if you've been drinking good. like just like hard alcohol or cocktails all day. You want to mix it up. Yeah. This would be kind of my go-to. Here's what it's called. Calamacho. Marilyn, can you give us a pronunciation? Calimocho. Calimocho. Mocho. But, uh, you know, we did a little twist on it, made it a little fancier because we're fancy. So we have a, a Tempranillo, Spanish red wine, with Stewart's black cherry soda substituted for the Coke and mm. some nice fancy maraschino. Are those black cherry maraschinos? Or what? Are, what I is that? I think so, I think. It just says uh, drunken tipsy cherries. Drunken yeah. tipsy Dark cherries. reserve. Dark cherries. They are good, though. Yeah. They are good. Just Stardust cherries. So it's just a one-to-one wine to soda. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Ice. I kind of want to try the Coke version of it because now, like, in my head, I'm, I can no. kind of taste. No problem. We've got a lot like more episodes to do. I like the black cherry. And you know it's You've really good. before, Marilyn? No, oh. but I, I think I If you have like a bottle red, like, you didn't finish, and mm-hmm. it's like, eh, it's not yeah. at its peak. Yeah. Throw it with, in with some ice <laughs> and Coke. Some soda in it. Yeah. Hmm. Gives it new life. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, so other than the Barbie movie, everybody's doing good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just had our open house ride. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Had a couple people come out, uh, not on the team, join us. What did we do, about 40 miles or so? 40 miles. Everyone mm-hmm. came back in one piece. Yeah. yeah. No flat tires, no lost people. It was fun. Can I just say the weather was amazing? Oh, like, yeah, it was such I think a nice it was day. Great. I think yesterday was the best summer day we've had. Yeah. Like, so. In the morning Very was enjoyable. cool. Perfect beach weather. <laughs> Stop. Oh God. And the coffee after? It's not going to be a thing. <laughs> coffee was good. Yeah, coffee was came good. back, had some snacks, some coffee and stuff. Uh, not just any coffee. Mm-hmm. Greg, best Greg, coffee. Yeah, brought out <laughs> his espresso machine. Yep. Fancy, was it a burr grinder? Uh, yeah, it's a flat burr grinder. It, was, it weighed like 25 pounds, this thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a heavy duty. Solid. Yep. Yeah. Good we had a whole table of just all the options you could dream of. Mm-hmm. We were well caffeinated afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was jittery a little bit in the afternoon. <laughs> you guys had two. I only had one. Right? I think I had four. I had two, and then I had my eye on the iced coffee, and I'm like, I better not. <laughs> oh, I had iced coffee. Too. I know. Oh, yeah. And oh, his iced coffee gosh. is really good if you haven't had it. So, oh, man. Oh, man. I didn't have it. Just, I kind of forgot. We should have had it. it. We should have had it before oh. yeah. the iced coffee, and then. I forgot Next it time. was there Next even. Time. Yeah. Maybe we, we do that at the podcast? No? All right, just checking. No. Yeah, not at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. No. On a weeknight. Um, all right, so the plan for today is uh, we got two two kind of idea or two things to talk about. The first one is um, sort of a mid-season check-in and see how we're doing and, and talk about some ideas there. And then um, I, our listeners have stepped up their game with these questions. We are beyond just the simple, like, what bike should I get first? You know, which helmet is good? We have some extremely um, fun, fun questions. sort of deep, deep thought questions uh, to discuss. So we'll try and get through some of those listener Q&A questions. Um, hopefully we can get through all of them, but there's uh, there's some good ones. So mid-season check-in, um, how's everybody, like... How's everybody doing with, with, I mean, we, we talk about a lot, most of our stuff on, on the show, but like we've done a couple of races so far, right? You know, mm-hmm. I've done three races this season, about halfway through, probably two or three more. Um, where, where's everybody at? How's everybody feeling? James, how you feeling? Mm. Oh my gosh, me first. Mm. Um, I think this is the most races I've had on the books so far. I don't know how many I did, though. Two? You've done two. Two, yep. and I have DQ coming up and then Wilmington. So right. that's so the most more. I'll do ever in a season. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, coming from last season, I knew I wanted to improve my run, especially like run mm-hmm. off the bike because that seems to be uh, one of my weaknesses. So mm-hmm. I, I really focused hard on that last season coming into this season. And then this season, I feel like just if I can get comfortable in the swim. So that's kind of like my thing I've just been focused on, just get more comfortable on open water swims. But overall, I feel like pretty good groove in training. And I think I definitely need uh, a race on the calendar to keep me really engaged in my training. Yeah. Good call. 
Thank you. How do you feel your races have gone then? I think they've gone to, I've raced under control so far this year, which is a lot better than last year. Last year I was, um, I guess, I would say reckless, but I would just, I didn't, I don't, I don't think I knew the consequence of mm-hmm. overdoing certain things mm-hmm. or, you know, trying to, um, make up for something. And so now that I know that, then I'm like, I've definitely played on the safe side. And then now I think I want to kind of keep pushing a little more and get closer and closer to that point of where it could go wrong. Mm-hmm. So just still finding more data. Hmm. It's going well. Going to have about four races this season. Um, did two so far. It's going as as expected. Um, oh, you know, with each race, I have a learning experience of what to work on. And um, I feel like, yeah, even though there's time and training you put in, you can't capture it all at once. You kind of focus on one thing. Let's say you're focusing on riding outside or whatever, and then you're like, oh, wait, I can do some more riding inside, or you're focused on open water swimming and thinking about, you know, what could improve in the pool. But it's going great. Um, Then I'm looking forward to the next couple of races and doing similar to what James said, maybe pushing the envelope a little bit. I still want to figure out cramping better i'm not sure that i have or will your um, muscles or your stomach uh, <laughs> no the stomach one is figured out and it's all good no just the towards the end of the hot run and just being out there so you know putting in a lot of time and effort into the runs and it's been super useful to have those long runs we do on the weekends it's been like mentally number one great because when you're in the race you're like i've done this and it's been this hot and you know it's just to get in um doing kind of like whatever you did in in those sessions doing it on the race which has been really good so pushing it a little bit more with each race and now kind of dialing it in so that would be good um kind of like we'll see how uh, the next couple races go we will Mm-hmm. And I'm Marilyn, um, I don't know. I, hmm. I only feel like I don't know. You're in a tough spot because you didn't I get know, to do a seventy point three. So, and the Connecticut race. It's funny because the other day I was listening to a podcast and they were saying how this person was saying how they went into a race and it was just kind of like they just went in and didn't even really give it much thought. And that's kind of how I went into Connecticut. Yeah. It was like so quick and we like. I almost like was just like, yeah, I'm here and, you know, we'll just see. Like I had no anything for that race. So I feel like that one's just, it was fun and like I'm glad we went and mm-hmm. got the like a race out of the way then. But so I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I only really had one race, which I was happy how I did on it. So, yeah. yeah but are so you tough. where you are at, where you want to be with, I'm with happy, training? I'm super happy where I am at that right. part. Yeah very happy. I feel like I've stuck through the plan, you know, throughout. I haven't had things get in the way. Thankfully, I haven't had to take time off. So I'm very happy with the way the season's gone. Yeah. But as far as like testing it and seeing, right. I don't, I don't feel like I just want to see the execution of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think that's an important piece. Like, like you guys both said that, um, you need that, that carrot to kind of whether it's to confirm like things are where mm-hmm. you think they want they should be or where you want them to be, or you just need it to get out the door each day to have that 
that race um, kind of thing. So what are some things that you guys do to like stay healthy, stay motivated? Like as the mm-hmm. second part of the season comes along, like, you know, we all, whether we competed or not, we all had our first goal of the season. Yeah. That's gone. That's in the past in our rear view windows. And now we have the next thing coming up. Like, what do you guys do to help you stay motivated? Cause like I always hundred percent of the time after a big event, I, I go through a dip mentally with motivation. Like every, like I, I have, and I think it's like a natural hormonal mm-hmm. tendency to like, I tell myself I need to recover, but it's more of a mental recovery that I need that more than anything else. So do you guys find that there's things that you do um, to help keep that kind of motivation rolling to help stay, you know, stay healthy, motivated, you know, for the second half of the season or things that you learned in the first half that you're like, oh, I would like to do this different for the second half? Well, motivation part comes from you guys and just hanging out with people who are doing that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot harder. I've done a bunch of years where it was... um, just doing it on my own for the most part. And that's a lot harder to motivate yourself, especially when you've done a couple of races. Like you said, you go through that um, feeling of, okay, let's get back into it. Let's right. push some things, do some things different. Um, so that's been huge to be part of a group and part of the like-minded individuals who are getting out there and doing stuff. So even if you don't want to, you're kind of like, well, everybody mm-hmm. else is going to do. So even if you're like, I'm going to do 30 miles that everybody else is going to do on 50. You're like, all right, I'll do 50. Yeah. <laughs> but it's your training and it's you're doing it and, you, and it's going really well. So that's, I think that's that's a big part um, rather than motivating yourself. And in, in terms of staying healthy, it's kind of an interesting thing because the later the season goes, I become more risk averse because yeah. I, I almost You're don't more like, worried. yeah, more like, okay, well, if I do something now, that's going to screw up like yeah. whatever recovery is going to take longer. So um, I actually think that I don't change much in terms of pushing things, but mm-hmm. try to, to keep it on the improving while not getting dangerously to that red zone. Mm-hmm. Maybe pushing things usually like beginning of the season or end of the season to see. Yeah. James, anything? <laughs> you look like you're deep in thought. He's right? reflective. Yeah, I, I didn't do a lot of vast research. <laughs> That's okay. This, this is, is about more, you. Yeah, this, this is more from the, speak from the heart. Yeah. So typically uh, after a big event, I uh, discontinue my coaching. Yeah. And then I just do whatever I feel like, which is usually just very unstructured yeah. or it would just be the general uh, three workouts a week. Uh, but it would, you know, leave me feeling empty. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's like you, you build up to this whole thing and then you're like, you did it. And then it's like, uh, like, a, I don't know, it's like you have a hole now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just like empty, right? Until the next one. And you're like, oh, I don't have a race till next year. So this is the first year we have two big races. Yeah. So it kind of forced me with the timing to stay on the coaching and then I'm in a like routine. I follow it. I don't question it. I just do it. Um, you know, once in a while life gets in the way and I miss some workouts and Greg will ask me what's going on and then I just say what happened and then just get right back into it. But that I, I really do to stay motivated. I always need something like something there. Like last year, I think after, muscle man then i had the marathon and mm-hmm. so that that kept me engaged and then after the marathon then we basically w- went into eagle man training so it's like i just need to have yeah. mm-hmm. something there that just gives me um that discipline to say if, if i miss a day i'm gonna fall behind on 
like a goal I want to achieve. So right. I think that's for me, I've really come realize like that I do need a race. So a race. It's not necessarily like the I have to race, but I need that there to, mm-hmm. to keep, keep me training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really We're, need that. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you're a person who <laughs> no. doesn't really need that. And yeah, because I, I enjoy it. So it's, yeah. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't need to race. So how do you stay? I, do, I love to race and mm-hmm. I like to have them there, but I don't need it to stay. Yeah, it's it's so funny because you are like a fierce competitor. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you don't need it. It's no. like... Yeah. But I think it's because of that, because I, I want to maintain my fitness and stay. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, give up on it and then mm-hmm. have to start over. Like that's mm-hmm. scary to me. Yeah. Even though I know like you have to slow down and right. there's all that, but I, yeah. What scares you? Losing it. What would happen if you lost it? Nothing, but <laughs> I, I, nothing. I mean, I don't want to lose it. I worked hard for it. Mm. So. so you have to maintain yeah. at all costs. Yeah. And but, I and I enjoy it. So So it's fun. Right. You're not even it's not even No, I mean obviously you know, there's days where I'm like, <laughs> I don't really want to do this, but it, yeah. Yeah, but, I want to see those, you know, one hundred and ten percent of FTP rides. <laughs> yeah. Being like, yeah. I'm so much this yeah. is so much fun. Those are not fun, but yeah. yeah. But you'll do it. Like I'll if, do it and at the end I'm like really pumped that I if I I'm able on the few times I <laughs> completed it. So even if there was like no, you know, no yeah, I mean, race like, on the them, books. Tell them what happened on last Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday I got up and I just, it was last week was a stressful week. And I just, I was having like since the night before I had so much work and I was just having not a good day. So I woke up and I knew I was just not, I had too much on my brain. And so I had a train a ride. Um, it was like, I don't know, 75% or something it was you know i think no. the same one james had 100 percent like was it? Um, yeah it was, it, was a, um, it was a hard ride yeah so i got on the trainer and right in the warm-up i was like this feels like i'm trying to push 200 watts and mm-hmm. it wasn't anywhere near um but let me see what i could do sometimes you know you warm up and you feel better so i did the first set and i was like i couldn't even keep my cadence up it was so bad so i think 30 minutes in i just shut it down quit um, he texted, like you said, shortly after, Hey, you okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's not a good day. I think I'm going to take the day off. Um, so I, you know, went to work, went through the whole day, got home later in the day. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to give it another try. Whoa. Mm. And I got back on the trainer and I did finished it. Oh, no wow. problem. Hmm. That's yeah. mental fortitude. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's <laughs> nuts, right? I couldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't give it another try that day nope no so well that's very good yeah she built different. so what what made you decide to do it again um well i after going to work and you know i got things off my plate and i just felt better mentally um like i knew i could do the workout Mm -hmm. so i knew it wasn't and i i wasn't tired i knew it wasn't my body and not doing it would have just mentally been more heavy heavier on me so i was like i'll just try it and if i can't do it again i can't do it again let me um ask a question along the same lines of this motivation and and Mm -hmm. training i find that throughout the week uh the workouts are are the workouts but because i've done the previous workouts or Mm -hmm. you guys tell me that my legs are loaded or i feel loaded i feel like i i'm 
if I had done this workout in the beginning of the week, it would have felt easier. Felt mm-hmm. But now I'm sure. like a little bit. And then I'm talking about weekend rides or or weekend runs, but like, you know, comes like a Thursday and it's like a hard bike and you're like, your legs oh, are heavy. Your legs, you've mm-hmm. have done the workouts before. Anything that that you guys do to either put that out of your mind or maybe you don't feel that way? I'll tell you what worked no, for me. I feel it. I went to the emergency room. I got an IV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally didn't talk about that. That was a, you, your, yeah, the bike ride that Thursday. That was that bike yeah, ride. Yeah. Right, that was tough. Oh my God. And when you texted, you're like, that bike ride was the best. I was like, shut <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> that was I'm the best I off my bike. The, you, you guys didn't have the same bike though. So yeah, probably not. <laughs> no. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, anything other than the uh, hooking, hooking yourself yeah. up to a vitamin <laughs> I highly IV? Recommend, <laughs> yeah, highly recommend getting... Two, uh, two liters of I keep in mind though like okay. can we, we can we gotta take a pause <laughs> yeah sidebar <laughs> sidebar um, so we all ran at the track on this was Wednesday. only last week yeah, yeah. Wednesday yeah. okay so Wednesday we ran at the track it was um, it was really humid right yeah, it wasn't yeah. hot it wasn't hot it was, it was humid. extremely humid yeah. it wasn't bad um, no I think it was probably it was in okay. the like mid, any other track workout 70s yeah right mm-hmm. um, and then James you texted us all what like so hour, what happened, like James? Nine, nine o'clock that morning. Yeah. So um, just tell us. I uh, <laughs> just well, it was like a normal track us. run. It was six, like six-ish miles. Um, nothing too crazy. I, I drank my nutrition, uh, hydration, like I normally do. Only thing different was I did some yard work afterwards, which was just <laughs> using my weed whacker for like an hour straight. Um, so my arms were definitely sore because it's kind of awkward. I was like edging and doing whatever. And I go to uh, to the bathroom, and as soon as I start peeing, it's just brown, like dark brown. I was like, oh, oh, this is, I don't think this is good. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I was like, you know, because I've heard of rhabdo before, rhabdomyolysis, and that's usually a sign is if you have it, you, you pee brown because it's like your muscles break down, it goes into your bloodstream, and your kidneys can't filter it. But I was like, I didn't even like, that's usually after like hard workouts, yeah. like physically yeah, hard. really hard. Like mm-hmm. you do like a thousand like pull-ups or right. like hundreds yeah. of GHD sit-ups, like things like that. And I was like, I just use the weed whack. I was like, I was like my <laughs> biceps are a little sore. My favorite like, was his sex. He's like, I was weed, I was using the weed whacker for like an hour. <laughs> he had to preface yeah. the time. It wasn't just for a little, it was like an hour, but... My arms were sore. So I was like, "Could this?" I was like, "I haven't done strength training in so long." So I was like, "Is this what's happened to me now?" Like, I, I run and then I see this where for I'm at. Um, so yeah, I, just, I at first I was like, "I just need to hydrate. I'll probably be fine." But then I was, I was like looking up rhabdo, and then it was just like, "Go to the hospital immediately if you have it because it can cause permanent kidney damage or whatever." So I go to the hospital, you know pee in a cup for them it's not quite as brown but it's dark and they're like they do tests they do a blood test on me all that stuff and they're like turns out it's not rhabdo but there is blood in my urine and then they're like yeah it can happen like it's just sometimes it happens to people when they run for long distances and i was like oh okay i mean to me it didn't seem long but i guess long mm-hmm. and possibly being dehydrated yeah. simultaneously yeah. Um, it was just funny because I'd made a f- uh, funny clip of me drinking my own sweat uh, before that, just in the same same day, where I just wrung out my headband into a, a water bottle and then drank it. But and then you didn't I, really drink it. Right? I didn't. Well, we'll, we'll let the re- the, oh, the viewers. God. I don't want to take away from the mystique, but um, I didn't want people to think that that's what landed me into the mm. hospital. Um, but yeah, everything's clear now. But two. Literally, um, literally, 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 figured it out the next yeah. day. Yeah. So that's yeah. what the nurse, nurse, like, just 
hydrate. They were really cool because uh, one of them was a former triathlete. The other one was a runner and does CrossFit. So they're like, yeah, like they said I should have told them I was doing triathlon. Like led with that because they're like, hey, we're not going to tell runners not to run. Like they just mm -hmm. like be care like make sure you're just well hydrated. Um, if it happens again, it doesn't clear up in a couple days, then you know come back. But they're just like, yeah, it just apparently it happens. It's called like a hematuria or something. Hematuria. It's just blood in your is that urine. A drink. That's what no, this is. Not one we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> this just happens when people run longer distances. But it's just weird. Like it wasn't like yeah. a distance yeah. I've never done before. But it happens at, I think they said ten thousand at ten k or higher. And yeah, uh, and so, that day I yeah, did just did about more. a little more than ten k. But we've done ten k. Yeah, like every week. But you were probably dehydrated a little going into it. Maybe. Yeah, it's I was the weed definitely whacker. very sweaty. It's yeah, it's a weed whacker. One yeah. hour of weed whacking just put them over the My edge. My biceps were just like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the machine is like kind of like slightly mm -hmm. uh, vibrating, and my hands just. Yeah. <laughs> so all how's the now, lawn look? Right, like the lawn is. Uh, yeah, it could be better. <laughs> <laughs> all that. Yeah, all you that you didn't nothing. even get your lawn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, two liters of fluid pushed into me, and I think they. I read like one liter is like drinking two and a half gallons of water. Really? Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but like, if you look at the the video of you drinking your sweat, and then the video you <laughs> you posted, you look puffy. Yeah, oh, I could really? feel my yeah. my eyes and stuff were feeling swollen yeah. as like they were pushing that fluid. I was just, like amazed it just pushes in like that. And they yeah. like did one medic, I will give you another one and then tell you like and then I drank water all day just to be safe. And then when I got on the bike the next morning, I was just like, ooh. Like, <laughs> is this what it's like to be like Doping? actually hydrated? <laughs> actually hydrated yeah. is probably more. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, like I need to do this. But I, there's no way you can drink that much liquid. No. Five no. gallons. Like you probably your body won't even absorb it, I think. Yeah. No. No, right. You were kind of like riding that that point of like you had it. You, they packed you full of fluids, and you were probably just pissing it out for yeah. days mm -hmm. until you got back to normal. Mm -hmm. You know, but by the effective. Saturday run, it was all gone. Yeah, yeah it was gone. <laughs> yeah. I was oof, yeah. sweated all right back out. That was, yeah. that was four four liters, almost four liters of sweat. I yeah, you did a little sweat, sweat test on yeah. that Saturday long run. Oh, you did. Yeah, I weighed myself before and after because you know we want to yeah. just make sure. I'm replacing enough so it doesn't happen mm -hmm. again. And yeah, you know, so it's about like four liters of sweat and so two, two liters hours. an hour. Two liters an hour. That's yeah. a lot of sweat. That's a lot to replace. He rang out his headband. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, at least at least four times on that run. Yeah. So yeah, that's feeling good now, right? Yeah. So if you can get, you know, if you have a small like I we change insurance, but it's like 125 bucks to go to the emergency room. I'm like, yeah, it was worth it. Like if I I need like hydration. <laughs> how much is it to get an IV and how much is it to go to the emergency room? Yeah. Let's yeah. go figure it out. Yeah. We used to have a I think I used to have a fifty dollar copay, but now it's 125. Yeah. So not worth it as much. Right. Mm. I recommend it though. <laughs> um so Back other to than Rich's thing. Yeah. yeah. Other than doing that, my thing. I think you have, question, to... you have to be aware that, okay, this feels this way because this is what I did yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh, we're, we're back to the question. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, so you're just saying just no and mm -hmm. push through it. Yeah. Okay. I think there's something to like how you lay out your, also, your yeah. stuff. Um, okay. You know, like think about which things are going to cause the most Hurt. fatigue and pain or whatever and okay. be the hardest to get through and like schedule those when you know you'll be fresh like mm -hmm. i've kind of fallen into mondays like us either an off or a super easy day for me yep. fridays tend to be um i'm sorry thursdays tend to be kind of easier days mm. 
Um, and so then you I, took the easier towards the end before the big weekend. Right. And okay, then, okay. then I'll do like, so what, the routine I've fallen into now is like Tuesday's a hard bike day. Wednesday's I've been going to the track for a couple of weeks and like, I'm going to keep that going until at least school starts. Um, but like hard track, even a hard bike doesn't really affect my running legs. Yeah. But then I definitely feel that hard run the next. So right. I need Thursday yeah. as right? kind of a so chill. So you're taking the easier. Right. Um, and, and you're then pushing Friday, Friday that, Saturday, that allows Sunday. me to push a hard bike again on Friday. And um, then the okay. long stuff on Saturday, Sunday, I'm okay with. All right. James? I think uh, it's kind of like what Marilyn says. A lot of times you just have to, you know, know that if you feel a certain way in the first 15, 20 minutes, don't make your decision right mm-hmm. off the bat. Like go in a little bit, see how you feel. And then if it doesn't change, then you make the the call. Um, and then I also just go in the comfort of knowing like my stuff is programmed for me. So I just trust that it's all laid out logically. So if I have to, if I'm supposed, maybe I'm supposed to feel fatigued and then do this so that it's just kind of just going to simulate what's going to feel like in a race and then trusting just, the process. Yeah, just yeah, suffering. And then sometimes they're supposed to feel hard. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I do like to suffer. Yeah, I mean, it's good to know. If you want to, it's part of it. Yeah. All right. Um, so the only thing I'm going to add, cause you guys brought up all good points about this kind of idea of how to stay healthy. I think it's more the motivated part. Um, I feel like this year there's been a little bit of a shift. I think James hit it on the head, having two big races, mm-hmm. um, one for us, at least in this climate early in the season, like June 10th or 11th was er, to me, that's early in the season to get ready, um, for a 70.3. And then one all the way at the very end are two great kind of bookends to you got to work through late winter, spring to to get ready for that first one. And then you can't really rest too much because you got to start building up again for the second one. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing that I, f- I really like is like I feel like we can we've gotten to a point where we can just sign up for a, an, an Olympic and not even have to like worry about mm-hmm. it it's it's just you can roll into like if you said that we're going to do one this weekend every one of us would be like okay no problem like we can go th- to that so having those little events that we can work on uh or or like use as motivating factors is nice like from june to october is a long time but like we stuck marilyn and i stuck mm-hmm. that race in you know at the end of june we've got mm-hmm. you know and beginning of September, like those little things that really aren't that big of a deal that you might go into, like you said, with Connecticut, like you just went into it like, all right, it's a race. It's yeah. early Saturday morning. We're going to go race mm-hmm. and not. It's like a hard se- training day. And, right. Your yeah, season's not hanging on it. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, we went and rode the next day. Like right. mm-hmm. it's, I think being able to do that makes it much easier to keep that motivation going throughout mm-hmm. the whole season. Because like last year I, we did Muscle Man, I had to I had personally had to work really hard to get my run to a spot where I could just finish the run, and it still sucked for me. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, I'm beat. I don't want to even do anything else for, and I really didn't for the rest of the season. Um, and then my fitness, you know, then it was like you almost feel like you're starting from scratch. So, and that's that's like you say, how do you? That's because I don't want to start from scratch. Yeah, it's a lot harder. More annoying. Yeah. And more painful. Mentally, it's hard because you're like, oh my gosh, this was my easy. And now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think it's nice to be in a spot where, and I'd, I'd love to get to a spot where a 70.3 could almost mm-hmm. be that kind of like you could, you go could and do, do it. it. 
I could do it, could but do I it. still think it would take a decent amount out of me. Yeah. You know, it's still taking. If it doesn't take anything out of you, then. No, but I think you can get to a point where you can start thinking about like getting back into training the next weekend, you know? Right. So I'm not there. I'm not even close to there yet. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do like that is a kind of a goal to get to that spot for me. So. um, Is there enough for another? All right. How about this kind of leads into that, but how do you guys objectively evaluate? your race experience to either like say like, how did I do or how do I then take what I learned there and plan um, for the rest of the season or for my next race or whatever the case is? I think well, first, did you, did you meet your goals? Mm-hmm. So having, so first you got to set goals. You got to have set yeah, goals. Set so goals. I was going to say like, yeah. you need to have, I guess, realistic yeah. goals mm-hmm. because if you set your goals that are, then you won't meet you're them. You're never going to meet yeah. them, and then yeah. you're going to be disappointed all the time. Mm-hmm. You can always have your like secret goal too, right? Like your <laughs> regular goal, goal, and then your secret goal. We talked about super yeah, secret goals. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, and then go from there. Yeah. And if you didn't, well, how did training go? And I think you also have to like, like Rich says, like collect your thoughts after mm-hmm. you know a couple days, and then you know what you do well, what you execute well, right? What didn't you what didn't execute it? well? And then figure out like where where were like the failure points, and was mm-hmm. it was it because we didn't you didn't train properly, or mm-hmm. did you just not did something fall apart day of, and then you you know strayed off your plan? So mm-hmm. then you can figure out okay, well you gotta right. learn from that, and then adjust your 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 like game plan moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes you don't meet your goals not because of your fault. You know things happen. Yeah, your race is going to go way different if. If the weather is horrible. Right, yeah. exactly. So. I definitely think, like, I, th- I think I normally put in earnest training efforts, and I feel like, oh, like, my fitness in swim has improved over time, but I never really, I'm never able to execute a good swim or to what I feel like I, I'm capable of uh, based on whatever I do in training. And so um, after, I think it was, so after Eagle Man, I just made a conscious, like, if I can just get into open water now as much as possible, mm-hmm. and then in competition, like, that's, that was like my, I was like, I need to work on that. Like, yeah. that was something I just kind of latched on. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to work on getting comfortable swimming next to people, having contact, um, learning to draft, getting better at sighting, like just everything with that part. Because I realized, like, I have the, like, the the fitness or the cardio to make mm-hmm. it through the swim. I just don't have mm-hmm. the comfort. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was like, that was like objectively what I want to improve. Like, I was like, training is going well. I just need to focus on that. Mm-hmm. So I just picked that one thing and, that's why I'm just like trying to find races. Like, where can I go have a swim? I don't even care about the rest of the race. Like, mm-hmm. just get yeah. a swim in. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it seeped in. That you take a time to reflect. <laughs> Is it 24 to 48 hours? 24 <laughs> to 48 hours. Don't make. I mean. I hate to say that Rich is right, but like there is something to it. Because like after Eagle Man, I was I was unbelievably down on myself yeah. for the way the race went. Um or like James will just go sign up for three Ironman the next weekend. <laughs> like, we have very different yeah. you know, ways we handle it. But like, yeah, I, I was pissed off at myself. And then a day or two later, I like started doing what you, you guys are saying and like objectively looked at what I did and realized like, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad performance. It like one thing went bad, everything else you did. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it was much better than, I 
let myself feel 20 within the first, you know, three, four hours of the, after the race. So how'd you get to that point that you were able to objectively look? I think it's just the natural way. Like, like I said, I hate to say it, but Rich is right. Like you need to, (laughs) there's, you finish a race and you're not in a, your right mind mm-hmm. or body. Like you shouldn't be, it should be a physical, I think you're screwed. Yeah, like it should a, be a physical challenge. What that endorphin rush for, you know, however many hours that you've been kind of amped up for the physical exertion and stuff, you're just not thinking right. So, you know, I was fixated on the last, you know, three miles of the race and not the first, you know, six, five hours, 67 of yeah. them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So once I kind of came down from that race, I don't want to call it a race high because I wasn't really a high, but like that race brain, mm-hmm. I was able to look at it clearly. Yeah. I think it's important to that, on um, do that and also give you, I think it's important to give yourself time to hang out. Yeah. It's good to get back into, um, training again, but you know, mentally you give yourself 24 to 48 hours and then also physically, like if if you want to walk the next day, walk, if you don't want to, don't do it. I'm not saying sit Mm -hmm. on the couch for a week, but like you don't have to jump and do hard things right away. Really? You could sit on the couch for a week. Like that'd be fine too. Yeah. You you could. Um, but yeah, like if you feel a few days of just like, let yourself celebrate whatever it was. And like, and then like, Greg was saying you're mentally but like hormonally balanced and everything like that. And you can take a look at what went right, what went wrong. I also like to ask the question, so this is a B race. What would I have been happy if this was an A race? And what's the delta between the two? Mm-hmm. So if the delta is I need to have a better swim, how do I get there? If it's I need to do this on the run, what are the things that I need to change in my training? And that's kind of very clear usually. Um We've talked about picking off low, low hanging fruit. If something's super easy, like an adjustment you can make to your, to your, you know, saddle height or something, do that. Um, and so then look at the easy ones. You can just get, get a quick win out of, and then work towards if that was an A race, what, what did you need to fix to, to get to that point? Is the goal that then eventually like everything feels like an A race? Well, no. It can't, you can't be. it can't be because what I'm saying is that whatever that race was, mm-hmm. was B. So your goal for your A race is going to be a little different. Whether if it's a, you're looking yeah. at that Delta, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you want that Delta as small as possible or it just doesn't matter if it happens to be small, then great. If not, then what? I think some things are going to be small. Those are the low hanging fruit and certain things are going to be big. And those are the ones that, you know you can decide if you want to make that a goal for your A-race or not. Certain things, you know, just may take longer to, to get to. Like if you if you want to be a minute, minute 30, 100, and you're not even close, it's right. going to take you time to get there, yeah. right? But if you're like, for example, right, I just need to get comfortable with having people around me, that's a low-hanging fruit. That's easier to, to get to pick up than... Shaving, I don't know, 45 seconds or whatever it is. Yeah. Agree. (laughs) (laughs) Hate to say it, don't you? (laughs) We love it. Greg, I love that you brought up, though, that like you you basically were down on yourself for letting three miles of the race, Mm -hmm. uh, how that section went. That's like less than 
95% of the yeah. entire race. Yeah. Like you basically, 95% of the race, you executed Killed it. well. Right. Killed it. Yeah. And then something happened in the last five, but we get mm-hmm. stuck on that. We fix a negativity on. bias. And something that really sure. is not, wasn't your lack of training or right. or anything. You were injured. Well, you forgot socks. Pretty, it came out, you forgot no, socks. No, wasn't no, that his IT band? It was yeah. my IT band. That had nothing to do with like the it socks. Has not, that has nothing to do with your training or being think, ready. Though, like getting the blisters and no. changed your gait. And then like, I mean, this could be anything. I but guess, but who knows? Bottom line is it's negativity bias. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's negativity bias. Mm-hmm. That's a we focus. We give a lot more weight to loss and negativity than we do to the things that went right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. was it just time that had you shift from basically being like overly, I don't know, let's say emotional about it to becoming objective? Was it just time or was it something else? Was it um, experience? You've done this for a while. Um, what snapped you back yeah, into? I, don't, I think it's a combination of things. I think experience is part of it, right? Um, I think having a group helped. Um, I think if I had like driven home by myself for four hours, like with that same, the next morning, like woken up and been by myself and had to do it. Like, I think, I don't think I would have gotten to the same spot. Um, as I don't know if I would have gotten the same spot or would have gotten there as quickly. I don't, I don't know. So did you um, and Rich talk about it on the way home? Yeah, right. We talked about, I mean, we talked about, I don't think we talked about that specifically, but we just rehashed the whole race and like all the stuff. And like, we just in, talked about the experience. And as you talk about all those things, you don't focus on just that last, like you said, the last 5%. You mm-hmm. focus and on hearing all. other people's experience sometimes right. makes you realize like, I oh, go, mine wasn't yeah, so bad. Wasn't, yeah. It's almost like a group therapy yeah. Yeah. session. Mm-hmm. Just talk it out. Mm-hmm. Talk yep. it out and then got better. So, um, yeah, that's that's. Rich was your therapist. Rich was my <laughs> therapist. That's fine. I've been his therapist before, so it's it all. Even it all out. evens out at the end. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a solid tip. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. That's how you get objective. You can um, fixate on all the negative. Mm-hmm. Let time pass by. Uh, if I don't, I guess if you don't have like if you have a group to talk to, talk to, mm-hmm. talk it out. If you can, I guess write it down. Rich, I feel like you'd be like a journal, a journaler. Write it down <laughs> when you were a loner. I didn't. No, no. What did you do when he was a loner? When I trained, I mean, he just oh, means when, when I trained, trained by yourself. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I didn't write it down. Just all in your in your head. Yeah, I think the the import the key. Um, I we we all mentioned it is your own knowledge of it, your own awareness of it gets mm-hmm. you gets you that's a big thing gets you through it it's not a magic dust or a magic pill but you're like aware okay that wasn't so bad or whatever and just look at the things that went right marilyn we didn't really kind of let you off easy since you didn't have the a big race but even with connecticut others did you or others that didn't go well did no, you've you, had other big races last yeah. year, year before How that. How did you go? Like, did you have any where there was either super high emotion or disappointment? And then how'd you yeah, evaluate had, yourself um, objectively afterwards? I still I've remember the story of I've 17 been, half marathons yeah, in five weeks. I've been super disappointed. And then I try and figure out like, okay, why didn't that go well? And what do I need to do to get better? 
the year that you did like 17 half marathons <laughs> were you first just signing up like i'll just I'll every just, time i like did terribly in a race yeah. did you just sign up again and just brute no. force or did you reflect and say all right this time i'm gonna no, do I this i thought about it and trying to learn more as much as i could to figure out what i had to change because obviously especially then like i realized okay i'm doing something wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. because i'm not getting better i'm getting worse so that's actually when i started making changes in how i train mm. Eventually, mm-hmm. once you you're banging your head into the wall over and over again, yeah, you said I should probably stop banging my yeah, head into something, the wall. Something's not right. Mm. Yeah, you either blast through the wall or yeah. go through the opening that's like right next to it mm-hmm. or something. And that's when I started doing research and like, all right, you're training too hard, too much all the time. So, yeah, make changes if it's not working. So research helps you get the objective. definition of insanity: doing yeah. the same thing over, over and over, and over, and over again right. and, and expecting, and expecting different a different results. Yeah, yep. uh, learn from your mistakes and whatever's not working. Yeah, I think the better, and this is really, really difficult. Um, if you can remove the personal aspect from your evaluation, like when you're evaluating yourself, if you can look at it from like an, outsider. an outsider's mm-hmm. view, um, I think you'd be much better at, you know, objectively evaluating what you just did. Mm-hmm. But there's that personal aspect when you're doing it for yourself that it's that's really hard. I don't know if it's impossible to remove yourself from the equation. Um, I'm sure somebody who's more has more mental fortitude than I do it, it can do it, but like, you know, that's why I think one of the, the nice things about having a coach yeah. or somebody to, you know, a, somebody you can confide in to help you do that is valuable. Yeah, because we're definitely our toughest critics. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you and, always give and me to a point like where it could be harmful or right. detrimental to what you're doing. Like, right. you know, I I would be interested to know how many like eating disorders and things like mm-hmm. that come from that kind of thing. Like you're just too hard on yourself and you're holding yourself to an expectation that's impossible to mm-hmm. keep up with. And it leads to overtraining or an eating disorder or something like that. It's just going to put you in a bad spot. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all deep in thought. Deep in thought. Um, we got so serious, really serious. So let's, Let's move on to part two of the show where we uh, dive into some of our um, listener questions and see if we can come up with some answers. Like I said, our listeners have been hitting home runs here and are just coming up with some really creative things. So um, I don't want to get into the politics of this too much, um, but I think when we were at Eagle Man... Um, that's kind of where I see this question coming from. When we were at Eagle Man, did they mention that there was a non-binary category? Really? It's, it's it, such it, a thing a bit, that's not even on my radar. I don't even pay attention. I remember hearing about it at a race, whether it was Eagle Man or Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember it at Eagle Man. Okay, so maybe it was but Connecticut. But I could be not paying attention. A, you know, that they, yeah. they, were, they had that category. I don't want to get into that. But this question kind of goes towards an interesting kind of parallel to that. Um, How do you think triathlon culture and participation would change if there were no 
categories for age groups. Not even male, female. Yeah, that's. Uh, I wanted well, to understand the question. So it's like no okay. categories in terms of 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 prize in terms of of how you place. So you only have one winner. Is mm-hmm. that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. And everyone competed in the same overall ranking. So when you finish, there's the overall ranking. Right. So that's it. That's the ranking. That's it. And you just get one, two, three. One, mm-hmm. two, three. And roll down for whatever spots. How do you think triathlon culture and participation would change? There would be less participation. The reason that there's more participation is because people are getting their age group wins and they're getting to be able to compare themselves to others in their divisions and things like that. Just like what would happen to the Tour de France if there was only an overall, you know, yellow jersey and there's no climber, there's no, there's no sprinter, there's no best young ride. I mean, how many categories does it have? A lot. Yeah, you got all those. You got individual stage winners. You got the team competition, right? Team, stage, right? But like, King of the Mountain. (laughs) That goes away. You get less participation because like now, if you're, if you're, you're going to know, for example, you know, you're not going to do overall winner, but you're an awesome climber, right? You know, but there's no more climber category. Mm -hmm. So why, why even bother? But okay. So just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. um, with that, you're like you're saying, you've got different styles of riders. You've got, you know, stuff people who are focused on one type of thing over the other. This isn't really talking about that. We're all competing in the same event. All we're doing is breaking down the the results sheet. I'm, but you are competing in different events because women competing in a men's race. I guarantee you. Um, as unpopular as this opinion is, you'd get a lot less female participation. Possibly. I don't know that I would stop competing, but it wouldn't be as fun because then, I mean. Right. It's fun to win. Yeah. Or, if, or see how close you can come to it. Or, but least. you you know, you want to see it in your own, whatever that group is, you know, whether it's, you know, it's 20 to 30, 30 mm-hmm. to 40, or it breaks it down 20 to 25, 26 to 30, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the reason they do that is to get more people to participate. And that's why they have more categories. Right. I mean, th- that that was the whole auspices of the um, Beefcake Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. Clyde mm-hmm. Steele well, and Athena. What percentage of the people who participate, let's say, in an Ironman event, what percentage of those people do you think are hoping to podium? Yeah, I don't know if it's that many. I, I don't think. think it's. I don't think it's as few as you think. I don't think it's like... 10% are only hoping to, to place, you know, mm-hmm. I think even if it's not 50%, we're like somewhere probably like 30%, 30% are hoping to podium in their age group. You're saying <clears throat> in their, yeah, to do well in their age group. So then that 30% would be the ones that maybe would not participate anymore. No, what I'm saying is then you might drop 10, 15%. Maybe half of those 30%. I don't know. So then overall, if you lost half of the 30, you lost 15% of your total total. field because... I didn't say the number. I'm just saying it would go down. Right. Because, I mean, I don't don't think it would go up. I don't think you'd see a a rise. I don't think there's people who aren't competing in triathlon because they're like, oh, it's too watered down. Yeah, like somebody who is competing to for a podium spot, I don't think they're doing it they're obviously like to be fit and like to be active. So I don't think just because they can't podium, they're going to stop doing it. Yeah. But also a lot of people that I have come across, even if they're, they know they're not podiuming, they're hoping to get like to nationals because of roll downs or doing well in a certain race. 
They want those so spots. So let's, let's play that game. If you've got a world championship or a nationals, what's like, because we're seeing this now in, um, with, Co- with Kona being, roll downs right? Are gone. Roll downs are going to the really point deep. where if you'd like to go to Kona, mm-hmm. you can, can go to Kona. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the reason for that is what? What's the, what do you think is the business decision that was made to do that? Well, to get people to Kona. They wanted to get more people to Kona. There you go. But it's not working. People are not, you're going to have, you're going to have a women's field at Kona that might be the smallest women's field they've ever had at Kona. Yeah. They're just, their objective is to get more people to get to the, to get to go. They're not. They're not going. I get it. I'm just saying. The objective is this is how we do it. We create a bigger roll down so that we get more people. But it's to not a bigger, bigger, roll down. bigger, and bigger. And Outside of the, so the women have had the, I forget what it is, women for try, yes. right? They've mm-hmm. had that for a couple of years. Um, they give a couple to try and even Extra. out the fields, right? Um, that's not what I'm talking about. Like that, that idea, sure, give more spots available, more people can take them. This is, if there's two spots in an age group and they're rolling down to the 58th person in the age group, that doesn't, one, it doesn't give you a better field at your world championship. It fills the field with people who aren't Finch. anywhere near the caliber of something to call, be called a world championship. And what are they, like, that's not growing anything. No, it's a fair question, but it, but it's not the answer to the one no, it's not. Of culture because, and but what I'm saying is like change, and I'm saying yeah. But I also think that you know what we have now. We used to have mass starts, and now the competition is more about your individual time, which I think is also nicer um, because like, of even how in we the age of mass water. starts, right? Like, I'll, I'll be honest, like Wyckoff. Last year was the only time I ever had any clue where I was in my age group, right? And that's a relatively small race. I don't know how many people you think were at Wyckoff last year. I don't know, 300? 300, sure. They had all the people, you, you were racked by age group. Mm-hmm. So like I knew coming into the swim, like when we, it was a mass start, right? So you wouldn't have that with a time trial start, but like coming in, I could see like, okay, I was one of the first bikes out of the the water and I was one of the first bikes back into T2. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, that was the only time I've ever been aware of where I am in my age group. And I've done other mass start races, no clue. Mm-hmm. I've done other races where like you have your age written on your calf mm-hmm. and you can see like somebody passed me and you're like, oh, they're in my age group or they're, but like, I don't but know. you now came out and you saw bikes. Did it motivate you to continue to do? No. You just were executing your own plan. I was, doing, I was running yeah. my, like at our level, triathlon's an individual sport. Like there's no tech, there's no tactics in our, our, so you're saying 99.9% of people doing try are doing it to complete. No, I think they're doing it to compete against themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that to me is not complete. So you're saying it wouldn't change at all if there were no age group winners. Might change slightly, but I don't. I don't know. If I don't know because I can't speak for other people. Like I'm saying, for me, it wouldn't really. Well, we're asking. We're asking to. Yeah, we don't have any studies, so we no. have to speak for. <laughs> right. I mean, I, this I, is our study. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Um, I don't know. I. I. 
Okay, so please partici- call us at. <laughs> Here's yeah. so go. Right, would any of you guys stop doing it? No, if, because for me, it's always been about right. Completing. And I think it's no that you wouldn't stop doing it. I wouldn't stop doing it. I podiumed mm-hmm. early on when it wasn't like as popular, I guess, mm-hmm. or still was kind of like people are getting into it. But now the age group categories are just so intense where I am that like podium is like everybody's got to do like a you know Peloton's got to crash and then I'll be the last rider, <laughs> like kind of thing, you know. Like it. Would that's, you stop, James? No. I don't. I don't think I would stop. I th- and I think it's so. I'm still very new to this. I don't expect to ever podium and I don't have that. I'm not at that skill level or fitness. Um, but I will say like this year though, I, I start to kind of look like, Oh, like what percentage am yeah. I in now? Like, mm-hmm. I think I used to always want to be, I want to at least be better than half. And then as of recent, I'm like, Oh, can I make it beyond half? Mm-hmm. But I don't really have any expectation that I'll ever podium. So that's just me. Cause I, I know where I'm at and it's just tough. Like it's, it's like a, so distant to me that it doesn't come into my equation. So I would just do this regardless because like Greg said, I do it to compete against myself. Like mm-hmm. I know I can get better. I know there's still a lot of room for improvement. Um, if I got a taste of the podium, then maybe that would I'd obsess even more. But then if like, let's like, so I guess if I was podiuming in my age group all the time and then all of a sudden they took it away, mm-hmm. I'd probably be upset. But I think you get so like, engulfed into the sport like then what what am i going to do instead yeah. right yeah i don't i, I drink wine and so <laughs> I, yeah i would still do it i don't know i don't think that i would not do it just because okay yeah. i hate to play devil's advocate but i love to play devil's advocate <laughs> so um let, let's call henry up i guarantee you the answer would be different you think so i guarantee you no way, because he's not going to stop running and doing all the things he enjoys doing just because he can't podium. I don't want to speak for Henry because it's not fair. Not but you are. But I think. But I'm. But I'm saying. I. I bet the answer is going to be different. No, I mean, th- I think there's definitely people. If they do something, they want to win. Mm-hmm. Like they're very driven, and so. Okay, so let. I'm not one of those people, so I I can't get into the mindset of that. But do those people? right? People who are truly wired like that. Do they see an age group win as a win if yes. they come in I don't, 85th overall? Yes. I don't. Yes? Absolutely. Okay. A win is a win. Okay. I don't know. Like that's... I understand. You know I'm just I'm, saying you see a where win I'm is a win. From, I, right? I, yeah. I completely yeah. get it. Like a true... Like if they got rid of all the categories and mm-hmm. winner is number one, period, that's it. Then well, right, I just want to know like this forty-five-year-old like who's like podiuming. I don't understand your question. No, what? I'm, okay, so um, I'm not. I don't want to pick on you. Um, but like you, you win your age group at um, oh where I am overall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were wired in a way where you were like, I need to win. I am mm-hmm. doing this to win. Period. You win your age group and you're whatever it is overall. But there's no age group category. But there's no age group categories. Do mm-hmm. you do you see that as a as a true win if you're wired that listen, I think it should be celebrated. I think like yeah. I do think you're the best of the group that you're competing mm-hmm. against officially. That's like saying that if you won Placid Mm-hmm. Is that really a win? Because it's not world championships. Mm, I, I think it's different. No, it's, it's different. different. I think it's a way to mm. n- like normalize yourself against a group. 
Yeah, okay, so are you a champion listen, at the Placid if you're right. not competing against the rest of the world? Yeah, but you're not saying you're a world champion. Right. But did you win if you didn't compete against the rest of the world? Yes, you won that race. So that's the, that's the feeling. Yes, you won your age group. But we're not in wired that in that way, Rich. Well, you and me are not <laughs> I get at all costs. What I'm, I'm asking for is the my like the person who is. Yes. I I don't know that they'd feel the same way. That they they would quit. Because I don't know that they'd quit, but I don't, I don't think don't, they would quit, but they I don't think winning their no age group would make them feel like, yes, I won. Absolutely. I, I think they'd say, I won my age group. It's just like winning people, placid. To them, that's their own placid. I think uh, so. Someone who's like really, really needs to win, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. I think they also still have the self awareness. Like if they're fifty five years old, mm -hmm. they're not going to take down Correct. some twenty five, thirty year old stud. Mm -hmm. The chances that there's no fifty five right. year old studs. But I oh, mean, there just, were at that thing in Connecticut, right? What was the second place guy? I don't need. Oh, 62 the, the first place something. was like sixty. Oh, right. Wasn't first, yeah. first place. So it, yeah, outlier. But I, I'm, I'm still. Did scared. he cut the see, course? I Did he do one move? Yeah, you said there was I like. I want to see next year. They're supposed to have timing mats. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I want to see all the splits. Yeah. And see if they're as fast. Yeah. Because exactly. I still, I don't know. He did the one lap of the yeah. swim, of, one lap of the bike, and one lap of, of the run. <laughs> the thought has I'm not gonna lie. Thought has crossed my mind yeah. sometimes yeah. in race. Like, is there a time that, at that point? Like, how do they know? How does anyone know if someone did two laps of the yeah. swim? I yeah. mean. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. But yeah, no. So I think it's a way like, yes, they could be very competitive and, and want to win. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they know they can't go up against right. like a totally different category. It's the same as like the average man is typically stronger than the average woman. Mm -hmm. So it's not fair for like right. a woman to try to compete against the men in, in certain, like if it's like the average man versus yeah. the average female. So like you have to normalize. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not saying we should get away with, with from age groups or anything like that or any, it's just a any kind of categories, yeah. right? I'm just wondering. We like, said we never argue. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I agree with Rich to some extent. I think participation would drop. I don't know how much. I don't know if it, so if, yeah, that's, I can guarantee you it wouldn't go up. Yeah. Yeah. So would, it affect, would it affect participation? Yes. I think if top Negative. 20% are looking to win or top 10% and half of them drop. I don't think it's half. I think it's a smaller number than that. All right. I still say that those top 20, though, they like to be active. So yeah. are they just going to give up on it because they can't win? And then what they are they going to do? They might go to somewhere where there is age groups. I think the bigger question or the real question to ask is, would participation and culture change if you didn't get a medal? Oh, I'm about the swag. I'm done. I mean, There's I, no medal. I'm not going. I display all my medals. So. Yeah. Saying, <laughs> like if they're rare, like if only the first place, if only podium people got medals, would participation drop? I'd say more participation I may drop I think, than yeah, I not think, having age group. You or, think, I think people so. would not do it because they don't get a medal? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Here, think, here, here's think, an interesting thing. Like, um, and I think it could be a whole other podcast where like you get Hold these on, participation the participation <laughs> culture right and yeah. everybody's now rewarded for yeah, just being for a just participant being which i'm not gonna argue right now for or against but one of the things for me to do these types of races is i don't think it's everybody who who's going to be able to do those distances and so the medal to me means something more than if it was just like a participation event and i'm not trying to knock anybody for like 
everybody gets it in a one mile, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I don't think everybody's doing this type of, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, level. Yeah. So. I agree with you, James, though. I think <laughs> I think numbers would drop more if you got rid of those like participation medals than if you got rid of age groups. Yep. Hmm. I agree with myself. What about, t- <laughs> what about t-shirts? All that. I'd I mean, love to get rid of t-shirts. I'd love to get rid of t-shirts. Yeah. Donate mine to charity. Don't or donate the money they would have spent to yeah. charity. Yeah. Much rather that. So yeah. if you're listening, call us up. But not um, the PV Tri T-shirts. Those are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I just ordered them today. Nice. We should have them before the plenty of time. It's good. Okay, a little Next bit less um, intense. Um, intense. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna bounce around a little bit in a hypothetical. Love it. Love, Love it. it. Reverse triathlon, where you start with the run, followed by the bike, and finish with the swim. How would this alter your training and race day oh. strategies? Oh, so much so better much on the swimming. swim in the heat. So in much the heat. swimming in training. Well, I've read that they used to do it backwards. Oh, until Who's people they? drowned at the swim because they were so exhausted <laughs> oh, yeah. after doing the whole yeah, thing. That's, that's the whole why thing. I just said you have to train so, the swim so much so that oh, you're super yeah. strong. Yeah. So they got rid of putting the swim at the end because yeah. people were drowning. Yeah. You're yeah, now advantaging a little bit more of the swimmers because yeah. uh, I you could just get through the swim. First off, I would love this idea. Yes. Yeah. Because I have never been in a race where I don't get passed at the end mm. by metric shit tons of people <laughs> right that's that's exactly the number i would yeah. love it's on the ruler yeah <laughs> I, no, I feel it's, you it's really far on the side yeah of the ruler, i feel but, you yeah i would love love to, it so that's like two thousand pounds like. metric ton two thousand pounds <laughs> no it's a thousand i would kilo, love thousand. that metric ton i think is a thousand kilos thousand kilos so 2200 i'd be pounds. like yeah. to the guy next to me come on let's yeah. get in the water let's go let's right? do this like, oh my gosh oh, so i'd love it i would yeah i Run when I'm fresh, right? So no. I mean, everybody's running when they're fresh. So I, I'd still get, I'd just got to get through the pack, and then I'd just get to pass people from that on the point bike. on. Yeah. And then I get to jump into the water when everybody's tired, and your form sucks, and half the field is drowning. Ha- yeah. Who's dying. that guy just <laughs> smiling? <laughs> <laughs> who, who can smile in yeah. the water? Talk about panic attacks <laughs> yeah. at that point. Oh, yeah. When I'm like, don't even have energy yeah. to move. Like then that's gonna. Be I it. would love it. And you can't I even get in nutrition. Like in the, <laughs> oh, the colder, the better. I would love it. Putting on a wetsuit, wet though, would suck. after. Yeah, you, I, you wouldn't put it on. Sweaty so bike. maybe maybe that's what changes in triathlon. Like you wear the wetsuit on the bike. Oh, oh. my God. Or on no. the run. You, you would wear you it on the run. Could you imagine you would be. No, you don't. You don't wear it on the swim. You just go in the water. <laughs> oh, so now 75% of the field now is <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you can use a buoy if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Use a buoy. If, there, if you could wear a buoy. Fine. Because I think the field is spread out enough that they don't have to worry about the buoy or whatever. So, yeah. They I had buoys at Connecticut. Only a couple of people. I, uh, I would love this hypothetical reverse If you're triathlon. listening, no, race directors. No, please, no. Um, any race directors listening, James, um, that would be awesome. Reverse try. Uh, so how would you change your training then? Swim I, way I more. I mean, like Marilyn said, probably swim way more. Um, like your that. bricks would be do a long run. Go swim. Yeah, do a I, long bike. I wouldn't swim. worry too much. I, don't I wouldn't worry as much about bricked. the heat. Yeah, the heat what? would be really? nice. You don't need to. You think you need to brick them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about think about like a full Ironman. Like you just 
Think about like would, like Saturday I would after we breath. ran, yeah. having I to would then run, bike. run uh, swim. I would 1. love 2. to jump in a lake and swim. Yeah. Oh, so great. See, for like know. Greg is Aquaman. Like I know. it's like it's annoying. Natural. <laughs> yeah. Like no effort. And then for someone else where it's like right. yeah. maximum that's how, effort. That's how I feel when somebody like a gazelle <laughs> goes prancing past me at six minute pace at the end yeah, of a half Ironman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, Marilyn described that feeling to me. She's like, when you pass me, the, what were those bubbles in the water? I thought the <laughs> monster was coming from under the lake. Rich just farted. So how would you? Yeah, how would you fuel? Uh, you have to really take in a right lot you get on, in the at the end of the bike. I guess. And what are we? But talk, the what distances don't oh change. Yeah. Say a one point two, like same. half, half or a full Ironman. I mean, a one point two. You don't have to. I don't think so. I think you. You're at the end of it, yeah. Yeah, you pop a gel at the end, right at right before you dive in, and you're fine for yeah. 40 minutes. Even yeah. hydration-wise, like you just sweat just through this If water. you haven't depleted everything <laughs> yeah. on the run is it, the Doesn't your um, skin absorb some of the water? No. no? That's not a thing? No, that is not. <laughs> I hope not, not. A, not enough to help. That is not a thing. Um, they had a whole study in town, not kidding you, right, where they're like, the water in my town is not that great. And they're like, you're exposing yourself to so much bad water if you don't have filters in the house because you're showering and your pores are open and you're absorbing all of this. Was this from uh, bad water? Like a reverse osmosis water selling like... <laughs> no, like it's a, a town study. Culligan it's Culligan it was a town said, study. I'm telling you. Funded by... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't... You'd be fine. Swim more. Otherwise, I don't think I'd change training too much. I don't know. I mean, sure, try a brick off the bike, but I think it'd be great. <laughs> Dive in, cool off. Do you I think would, it's easier to go from a run to a bike than it is going from a bike to a run? Run to a bike. That's the brick that I would train. That, I would train right. a that would run be an interesting one. Because um, you have to re your your kind of your position. And imagine your running a marathon. And then yeah, getting and on then getting, getting on a and bike, get on a bike. Oh for one hundred and six. I, I, I do, so okay. Whew. I think. Yeah, I think the margin for error is much, much less doing it in reverse. I think that the because you are fresh, the odds of you overrunning are through the roof. Plus, imagine <laughs> swimming after all of that. You're way more like when you're running towards the end of a 140, right? Mm-hmm. You can crawl and walk and right. stop. So, You're not doing that in the water. Yeah, what are you doing in the water? You <gasps> float on your back. On your back. <laughs> do, the, do the kick while floating on your back, holding the buoy. So there's something I've heard, and I, this is to me really interesting. It's called the drag tax. And in swimming and biking, the drag tax is very, very high, which means that what you have to pay in power or effort, however you want to think about it, to go a little bit faster in the pool, in swimming and in the bike is so much higher than the run because the run has so much less aerodynamic yeah. drag, right? Because you're moving so much slower. Um, the the swim, you're obviously moving the slowest, but the water's so much thicker. So you have this drag tax. What that means is if you overrun, now you're going to get penalized for not having as much energy on the two sports that you need the most energy to go fast in. So I think, I think, I wouldn't be surprised if you could not touch the um, the records, like what whatever the Kona record. Let's let's say the Kona record. They just said it last year. Anybody remember what? 
they went 740, 730 something. I don't know. Let's make it. Yeah. Somebody, it doesn't matter. Let's say they went 745. I don't think there's a chance in hell somebody could do 745 in reverse. I don't think so either. And there's no way Even they can make up Even though I'd rather com- complete a race that way. I don't think you could go. I think it was 737. Sounds um, like a good test we should do. Like do a sprint. and have Or is a sprint too short to... No, I, th- I don't think so. Do what? God, that sounds terrible. Forward and reverse. Seven, I don't know how much time we need in between. 740. 740, okay. I don't think somebody could do 740 in reverse at Kona. Um on that same day. And the longer the race, the, pro- the harder it is, <laughs> I think. 8.26 for women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'd be, it's, a, it's a fun thought experiment. Maybe we start with uh, just a, the run and the bike. <laughs> what if it was run <laughs> and do two workouts? Swim, bike. Well, that's not the Training question. Training camp? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. It'd be fun to set up something like that. Like you have a like literally do it in reverse, right? So the person doing the reverse triathlon starts <laughs> starts at the finish line mm. and goes backwards to the like to the start line and the person going forward starts at the start line and goes to the finish line and see who gets who there first. first. That'd be fun. Take two equal people. But they have to be equal. Yeah, they have yeah. to be equal. They have to be equal, which again would be hard. But Almost impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun fun idea. All right. Well, that was a good conversation. Yeah. You might be able to, I mean, if you take their paces that they're able to hold and then it's got to be a way to kind of normalize that too. Mm. Oh, I mean, you can normalize, but you just got to find someone who runs at a pace, whatever, for half. You got to find someone who has wattage or FTP is this and swim oh. pace is the same. If anyone's done it, comment in the Could, notes. Yeah. Let us yeah. know yeah. how it went. You know, I, I think it'd be much harder, um, but I would much yeah. rather do it that way. But I'm oh, probably in you. the in the minority i think so i agree okay mm-hmm. next one number six number five. Oh, five. Mm-hmm. in an extreme try designed to test mental fortitude what challenges outside the physical disciplines would you include to push athletes to their limits okay so let's let's yeah. handle let's start with this realistically james <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before we go into the Superman insanity, um, how about no on course aid? Could you bring yeah. your own? Yeah, so nothing you, of it. You what so you, you need, carry a pack. You have to carry everything. Mm. That's I'm not a mental say, challenge. Yeah, is it? I'm going to say for a mental, you your your the wheels and tires are off your bike, so you got to what. Put oh, put you gotta put <laughs> the bike won't work if you don't. <laughs> you, you gotta, gotta do it. Wait, so why don't you just take the whole bike apart? You gotta assemble <laughs> no, your entire you bike, say, not just the wheels. It's asking for mental, it's a mental challenge. So assemble your bike. Yeah. All right. Sew together your wetsuit. And you put together your goggles. I'm, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. it farther. Yeah. Put together your goggles. The straps aren't in. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, sew you together your wetsuit. Now he's, your sneakers are on the laces on yeah. your laces are Yeah, and you got to do it, you know, heat and whatever, exhaustion. What is your answer? <laughs> I think it's like, mentally you, challenging. Rich. Right. I think it's mentally challenging enough. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> I think I know the perfect 
What's it's yours? Test. Oh, oh, this is to test it. mental fortitude, right? Yes. You don't get to know what the distance is. Oh, good <sighs> one. You just, mm-hmm. you just go, and then you don't know. Like the yeah. swim, who knows? Good answer. Oh. And especially so you go to a try, and then like, how far is this? You're like, I don't know. You don't know. Like, when am uh, I going to be it's, home? <laughs> it's a mystery. It could be a sprint. It could be. Uh, Isn't there I a could race see like that, that conversation with my wife? I like, do. Greg, <laughs> Greg, what time you going to be home what? today? I, I don't know, honey. Like, no, there is a race, race like director. that. There is a there's a race where they kind of give you like the ideas that they might come up with. Jackie was talking about it, and then oh, like um, the adventure races or something. And then yeah, yeah. that you just come out, and then this is what you're doing that day. I think like um, even on like the run, like you know, like if you have your watch, you're like, oh, you're almost up on thirteen one. Like you, you're kind mm-hmm. of metering your sure. effort. But if you didn't know it was going to be ten or thirteen or fifteen, eighteen, like yeah. you don't even like, like you have it. to just like good. stay mm-hmm. in the That's moment the entire time. Awful, horrible, horrible. <laughs> like, oh, so I'd be walking. Man. I'd be like, all right. I could see the finish line now. Start running. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, I think, but the worst thing would be like you think you're at the finish line and like no, no like sorry. Yeah. they set up the shoot and everything and you like you think you're there, <laughs> and like no, that's just that's the first shoot. Like yeah. you got to make it to the next one. You know that what happened to, to me at Philly Half Marathon and it was like crushing because my watch said 13 miles, but I couldn't even see the finish line. That's a terrible so feeling. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But imagine you actually like they set it up to make you think you yeah. were done, mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, I'm sure your uh, senses are heightened." But those individuals who are visually impaired who do these races, <laughs> right? That's mental fortitude. Like you don't, you they don't can't see, see it. See anything? Yeah. You're just like biking or what? I don't, I don't remember how they bike or whatever. But you're like running, and you, mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. mom keep going. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they they've trained enough to know, but that's. Not Imagine seeing. training for a race like that. Like you don't even know. You don't know. Now, so James, in your hypothetical, yeah. um, would you, if if you wanted to turn your hypothetical into an actual thing, would you give people a range to be prepared for? I think you'd you have, have to, to just to yeah, make right. it fair. You know, you'd have to say up to a certain amount. I mean, be up to a marathon. Yeah. I think like the cruel <laughs> thing would be like to make people train for like a full Ironman on race days, yeah, like a sprint it's, instead. Yeah, right. Oh my god, I would kill but someone. <laughs> at the same time, like if it was a sprint and then it ends up being a full Ironman, like yeah, you can't yeah. do that. So but it, like, could you, I th- I feel like if you, I'm going with this, I think if you said like, you're going to be doing a race somewhere between an Olympic and a an half Ironman yeah. or between a half Ironman and an Ironman. That's or, a big difference. That's, even, tough. No, that's a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, it's huge, but. That's too much. And that's kind of how Spartan does their races. Like if you sign up for a sprint, they say it's a 5K, but it's yeah. about like, it's usually a little bit more. Or okay. if you do the, the super, it's supposed to be a 10K or. But it's usually a little it's bit more. more. So a lot of the trail races I've done, it's never, you know, they'll say it's 13 miles, but it's always like. Yeah, oh I think I did one. It was supposed to be 13. It ended up being like 15. Yeah. So, but it's got to be more. Like it has, the margin has to be a little yeah, bit bigger. More yeah. than two miles. So I like, I like the, if the you're range. doing it, like it could be a 70.3 or a full. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's too much. Huge. That's That might too be much. too the much. The training is completely yeah. different. <laughs> or. That's yeah. too much. You do like ten miles more, or, something. or maybe this could be a category of everything less than a half Ironman. So no, you I'd do be, a sprint. you know what though? I'd be pissed if I paid you for that race and like <laughs> it was over in an hour. Yeah, yeah, it was a sprint, and I paid you like oh, right, it might so be a half Ironman. Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the only hiccup I see with that idea. Yeah. Or you could change that to be the distance is there, but you have to switch up doing whatever like the sos so like 
whatever, you run for oh. five, then you bike for five. Oh, but you don't know how long. Right. Then you run and then you, you know, run for one and then bike for 15 mm-hmm. and then you swim for whatever mile. And then like, yeah, your distance overall is going to be 70.3. Yeah. Oh, but broken up Ooh, into weird. But whatever the that breakup would, I, I is, think that would be is the breakup. It's hard to logistically like yeah. put the bike in different places, but no, what you, you get the to. idea. What right? if you just had, you had one transition area. And uh, loops. loops coming out, yes. you know, the transition on the side of a lake mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, you could like do a that. stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so in total, you do that, but like you, you, you biked five, but then like, okay, I got to run, you know, yeah. seven or whatever. And you don't know until you get onto that course. How long it's going to be? Maybe that day they just tell you, okay, it's going to be whatever, one loop, then two loops, then three mm-hmm. loops, and whatever. I like I the know. idea from a race perspective. Logistically, could you yeah. imagine having to make to sure set everyone's doing up? the right? Well, yeah. <sighs> Well, yeah. Have Try you have tracking to, that. Yeah. yeah, and then some sixty-year-old well, everybody's got a chip in GPS. Wait a <laughs> would it would it be fun for the participant if you did, um, like you had a a bike loop? Let's say you had a ten-mile, or what's fifty-six divisible by eight? Eight. So you had an eight-mile loop, right? And for the run thirteen, let's round it up to fifteen-mile run. You have a three-mile loop, and it's like, okay, you're gonna do one bike loop and one. then you're going to do a run loop and then yeah. you're going to do two bike loops and exactly. one run loop and like you so you're always on the same bike course so you're not having like a five mile loop and then somewhere else there's a seven mile loop and some so like yeah it's the same loop yeah but it's still the same logistic problems apply well no because you, you only have to, have to have one course you have one run one course, course one bike course outlined posted whatever but he's keeping, saying like how do you track track the, yeah yes. oh, making sure people are doing are doing the loops yeah yeah mm-hmm. this would probably be a grassroots race and yeah. not a two thousand person race <laughs> so you, you could probably have them count could close down airport somewhere nobody yeah. counted anything at <laughs> you're holding on to that huh <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, like one more mental fortitude yeah. option is regular like triathlon, but then you end up in like a escape room and then you have to <laughs> solve the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. After. You're all loopy. We're, yeah. all, we're all thinking well at, yeah. at that point. You just don't get out. Did you, did you guys see, you know, Joe Skipper, the whole thing with him? <laughs> shaking there was, the hand. Yeah. yeah, shaking the hand. And he, in his interview, he's like, I don't even know why I shook her hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. couldn't even. I love this guy now. I know, me too. Hey, you listen to his podcast? No. Uh, Are they good? It's funny. Him and yeah. another, like, kind of guy who's trying to be a pro. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Called Triathlon Mockery. Uh, let's uh, check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah me too. To I like him now, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Um, all right, I think we got time for the next one or two. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a futuristic triathlon tech race. Sounds cool. Participants <laughs> are allowed to use any advanced technology of their choice. What tech gadgets or enhancements would you select to give you an edge? So the question here is, is like, are we talking like doping enhancements too, or is it just tech? Um, no, it says there's anything. Any advanced technology of their choice. Technology. But not cheating? I guess that's the question. I don't... Look, so I don't do you know. put a motor on your bike? Do you put a battery in, well, your, that's not gonna, in your hub? That's not. Would it be like... I don't know. Let's just say nutrition-wise, a way to get it directly into your veins. Like 
if there was some sort of technology <laughs> just other than hydrogel IV yeah. into you. There's an or, IV tent at the end of the at the end of the bike. But you it's just not, for fun. it's not doping. It's or about if you had technology. some kind of special sunglasses that could tell you like wind speed or mm-hmm. low pressure mm-hmm. zones and all these things that you could just tech gadgets or enhancements. So, yeah, um, let's go with tech, actual tech. So the tech for the bike is just like you know battery and stuff, right? Battery and stuff. What do you mean? Like a motor? Yeah, motor. That's just cheating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I would cheat. <laughs> I thought about this, and there's actually like there's these devices exist. I don't know how accurate they are. Little things that will measure um, um, wind speed and direction extremely accurately. Um, and then not the they, finger lick. No, not the finger. <laughs> not the yeah. tissue in the air. <laughs> um, they use them in F one stuff. But th- so these things, when they're tied to your power meter and a really accurate speed sensor, will tell you your coefficient of drag real time. So imagine you have you're riding on your your aero bars and you can see a little number that's telling you exactly what your drag coefficient is. Mm. So like, oh, when I'm doing like you can like what Shrug I'm doing, a little bit right? More, like adjust your head a little you can bit adjust more. your position in real time and get real time feedback as you're racing. What about the swim? Same you could get like the good. goggles, the tech goggles. Well, form so I don't. Are form yeah. goggles allowed? I let's I say they are, but like form goggles now um, have the heads-up display that will talk to your watch and tell you mm-hmm. real-time pace, heart rate, like Ooh, all that stuff. Knowing your pace and heart rate mid-swim would I be nice. I always say that that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. You, they have those. Henry has them. Henry yeah, has them. Henry has it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I could. Read I feel it, like though. that's like, what I think. I don't think I could read it. I, Dude, it's right there. Like, <laughs> I can't see close that's up. That's the problem, though. Like, problem. if you have to wear reading glasses, like yeah. maybe they make them prescription. Big ass. I've thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just one number rotates like seven, six, huge. (laughs) But yeah, I can't see that. So yeah, I mean, I guess like on the swim, if there's some technology, I mean, swimming technology is gonna be wetsuit. Yeah, like if there's something that had some flippers. So really, um, nano technology. Um, a couple years ago, I think Speedo came out with a wetsuit that had, um, like the flaps in or like gussets built into the forearm and like, so when you like pull, a fish scale um no like like a slit but then uh-huh. there was fabric behind it so when you pulled it opened up and caught more water <laughs> it made the forearm right That's iron out is it it's well so iron man outlaws it the pto didn't daniela reef wore it at collins cup last year no way yeah. um, and did she have the best swim how time can that I, be allowed i don't I think so i think she won i don't know because oh, they wow. never rule against it it was that it was like the iron man was like this suit is not allowed. Oh and so it should only be, I guess, if it's not prohibitively expensive or like if all the pros can get it, then it neutralizes. Like, so it can't just yeah. be like one person using it. Right. Like everyone has to use it. Okay. Then it's, but I so think so you're right. Doping. On the swim, that's... Yeah. yeah, same thing. They should have just like all doping league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the swim, that's where the, the tech would be, right? I think. I think a cooling suit would be cool. Like, mm. no pun intended, but like, if on the bike and run, there's a way to like get air conditioning on you. Yeah, that kind of technology. So a freezer I think it already exists. Doesn't it exist? You can have a patch that tells you like your glucose and uh, yeah, that for diabetes. Glucose monitor. Yeah, glucose yeah, yeah. monitor. Yeah. But yeah, they usually allowed do it to wear that. it. Are they allowed to wear it? Uh, I mean, Cy- if it's medically outlawed, it. I don't know about triathlon, mm. but I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, it's the super sapiens. So that would yes, help you how you would you would measure and you would take you know, in yeah take in yeah you know if you know you're, what you need to take you're about to crash yeah, like you. if you're not yeah. fueling no, enough. Okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I mean, they even talk like they'll talk to your Garmin mm -hmm. head unit. Mm -hmm. You can get that yeah. number. Same thing. They have a core body temperature sensor. Right. Um, so that a lot of this stuff exists. Um, those things would be super valuable. I what think, about if you knew how to use them? What about the um, especially for our races? Like if you could get the headsets that coaches could be like, you know, giving you. Oh. Um, that wouldn't make a difference I for don't me. Know. Yeah, because they're getting Run like harder. they're split. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, like you. you I get that from you when I pass you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but, um, and then the professional world, you could you'd be like, all right, you've got somebody coming yeah. up on you. You got two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's closing down. Uh -oh. One fifty, one forty. Like you could, you could, yeah. like your age group. Your like, almost your, like they have in the like tour. A tour. Yeah. 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 Like mm -hmm. what was that? I can't remember the clip. Never mind. But like, there's some weird advice that the coaches were giving. Um, oh. Like even you like you got oh, this I think hill they were coming talking up. in code. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Where it was like the all Everyone the needs alligators to jump on. Yeah, yeah. when the Oh that was funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it was code. I okay. think they had given names and because they know like everybody can listen in and hear what's right. being ah. said. Yeah, even the the person on the T V will say like what <laughs> yeah. they're saying, the reporter. Yeah. So um on the run, I don't know what kind of that would be helpful to me. Like a coach in, in the air, like just yeah. give me next time I see point. you on a run, I'm gonna say <laughs> You got this guy chasing you. Go faster. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll slow down. Run with him. Any other tech? Can anybody think of, like, tech on the... I mean, the stuff we talked about with, like... Carbon plates. Yeah, the carbon plates were a big one, but, like, mm. is that... Where is that going to... I mean, they're not going to get any... Rocky theme yeah, song. We're thinking more, ears. like, performance-enhancing technology. Yeah. I, think cooling a I think a cooling suit. is probably the yeah. biggest. Right? Some then, NASA technology. Unless you do the reverse try, and then cooling's then not cooling's a not a problem. Yeah, get the run done first. Yeah. Those are cool. Well, even on the run though, if you're staying cooler, yeah, it's gonna make it's gonna make better. But I mean, that could be fabrics and stuff like that. I'm thinking like a small little pack with suits. a chiller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then you're heavier. Yeah, weight's really a big. Could you have like a like a Peltier style cooler where it just runs on electricity? Yeah. What was that? Um, I mean, not at our speeds, but like you just have like some kind of thing that you're dragging your wind. There's people around you, you're just running and behind a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Like drafting. Drafting a little bit. I think, what did we say, seven miles an hour and running you have to be going? Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where it starts to be a yeah. benefit, right? So there's definitely stuff out there that's, and that um, leads me into the next question we got is, is there too much tech in triathlon? And it like, does it need to be reined in a little bit? Is it, you know, are we past the tipping point? Well, what tech do we have in swim? Um, I mean, you've got fifteen hundred dollar wetsuits. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, when you when you start to look at all the tech that's out there, like take somebody who where money's no object, who says like, I want to be with whatever fitness I have, I want to be as fast as possible and I'm willing to pay for everything. Top line bike, top Every, line suit, top line sneakers. Everything we've already talked about. Um, like, are they faster? Like, At the end know, of the day it? on a bike, right? Like you're 80% of the track. Uh -huh. So, it's really a lot on the athlete, right? On yeah. the run, Shoes help, but I think on, at the pro level, that eighty percent, like everyone is at a, the same level of fitness. Mm -hmm. Like they're not; it's not like a huge range. So you're saying for them, <clears throat> if they have more sponsor money, they can get better tech. They can, yeah. 
So rein it in. But I mean, we're oh, we're oh. seeing things now with like those. I I've just looked at them because I'm interested in it. But like those integrated custom front ends on the bikes are more than the bikes. Wow. You've got seven, eight thousand dollar handlebar setups. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> but like, what I'm saying is, is is that too much? Is that getting to a point where it's like, yeah, I think we'll see that. You think we're going to see them rein that kind of stuff in? I think in? that the amateurs or the people that are age groupers are. <laughs> no, I don't know if it'll be reined in, but I don't think they'll make the jump to seven to eight thousand dollar. I think what you'll see is. It- anything new starts off like that and then someone figures out a more mm-hmm. mass production version that's 80% of the benefits for 80% less. less. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll just propagate. True. Now, is there too much tech? I don't know. Is there too much reliance on tech? Is, is tech, is there too much tech being used like with people, whatever, testing, wind tunnel, whatever, like has it gone overboard? I don't I mean, I think it's so as a society. I would be I interested. I would be yeah. interested <laughs> to put like a pro on like an Xterra in an Xterra suit, put them on like half the price of their bike, mm-hmm. bike and whatever shoot. I don't care about the shoes, but like put them on and see if their time changes. Oh, their time absolutely changes. Mm-hmm. It's like, like telling like, okay. a, a F1 look. racer to. Yeah. I'd be, be interested to see how bar. much that is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be interested to see how much what that what the like. I mean, it'd be fun to see how much it changes. It's yeah. Definitely it's going to change. Gonna change. Yeah, like, I get that it would change. I would just be curious to see how much. Like does Gustav Eden win Kona? I don't think so. But then who would win if you put them all on? Oh, like, wait, no, but Rich isn't saying we put no, them all I'm not on. Saying uh, not just I would be one. curious to see uh, what that one. person's mm. benefit of that amazing tech mm. is. That, that would be the, I would, you know, that would be, be the experiment. Yeah, if you just take him off, he's not going to win. But what I'm saying is, like, is. how many people in the field, in our field, are like, the same as him. Right. Mm-hmm. In those t- But you know, don't have the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean like was the strongest person in the field ninth because mm-hmm. they couldn't yeah. pay for or take the time to do this or what whatever. Mm-hmm. Because they rode a road bike instead of a tri bike, but they were stronger I, yeah. technically. I mean road bike versus tri bike like, whenever I'm not saying I don't No, like but, whoever, I, but you're saying would, technically uh, they like were. Like whoever the amateur that wins the Amateur race at Kona. Mm-hmm. What kind of technology is he on? Like, what bike is he riding? Oh, I bet they're on what? better stuff than the pros. <laughs> to oh, some yeah, extent. you think? Yeah, to some extent. Especially in, like, the really competitive age groups mm-hmm. where they have crazy jobs and can afford that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're on on level playing mm-hmm. field with the pros, equipment-wise. Um. It's more. It, it, is it more the argument of like Rocky Four, where <laughs> right. Rocky is doing all the old-fashioned training, yeah. and Drago's on the Everything. latest technology mm-hmm. and steroids? They're injecting <laughs> right. it with something. They're injecting yeah. it with something. I'm, yeah. I'm going to assume it's steroids. It's 1986 right. with uh, and the Soviet Union. So, <laughs> so is that like the like someone who's able to train with the best technology? Versus someone who doesn't have access? I, it's a very open-ended question. Because, yes, you can still, Rocky Four proved, you could still get <laughs> really good it. results. It's yeah, proven. It's proven, right. It wasn't <laughs> just how the, the they time. wanted that movie Maybe to play out. Maybe it's having the time. Yeah. But I think 
is there too much tech in triathlon? I don't think there's too much. I think society as a society we've advanced to where we are with technology so it's not like we're not going to shun it and as we continue to advance more and more stuff will come out and it'll just become integrated into the sport yeah so is i would answer it or go with what james said and say is it expensive yes is it like gotten to a point where like that becomes a big factor yes Mm -hmm. like even Entry level isn't like a little bit expensive. It's like entry level is like expensive. a lot expensive. Yeah. I think every sport has gone that way. Like you, I, mm-hmm. I see things about uh, people complaining that baseball bats now. God, I just took my son to buy a baseball bat. Well, like I 500, 600 yes. bucks? Like, Seriously? Like yes. every every kid has their own bat yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when we were playing. Only one? It's like the, there's a bag yeah, of bats of that the team two. had. Yeah, yeah no, and that no. Was it. Now they all have their own bat. And as you move up, well, that bat's not good anymore. You need another yeah. $500 bat. And you you know, how how many hits do you actually get yeah. at that <laughs> age when you yeah, go Yeah, to just strike out. Like, yeah. yeah. So the thing, like every sport, like it's, it's like that. That's, there's yeah. like, you know, whatever. And then once you're in a club or whatever. Swimming? Like it, Swim is expensive. Swim is. Those tech suits? Tech suit, they, tech and they want one like every three meets. Like, cause Running? Shoes. Okay. Like when you think about carbon plated shoes over racing flats. 250. And as even, you run even more. Even carbon plated and, you know, any non carbon plated is a hundred and something dollars. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how to save a lot of money on shoes. Run barefoot. No, you just go to a runner's house and. Oh, runner's house <laughs> in Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah. They always mm-hmm. have good deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. They always take care of you. Yeah. No matter what the sport is, it's. Th- yeah. There's always. It's going to be expensive if yeah. you get serious about it. But as expensive? No, because we're I, taking three sports and putting them in. Yeah. I mean, although I, and, mean, I ski. I don't know. Cycling is yeah. super expensive. Yeah. Cycling on in, on its own. I mean, right. That's yes. the most. Yeah, yeah cycling is the most expensive. Yeah. Without a doubt. But um, I just, I, 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 part of me, like the, the nerd in me loves all this technology. Yeah. I love and like tech. likes to see the advancement of the sport in that way. But then part of me also is like, you don't want, you want the best athlete to win. They're mm-hmm. taking the athleticism out of the sport is what you're saying. I, but then you run the argument. It's like, like using a laser every, gun. If everybody's on a similar technological level, then yeah. no, it's not. It's like, then it is becoming like who's using it the best, which again, like I kind of like, but from a participation standpoint, like you said, the cost of entry just to get into the sport for the average amateur is really expensive or a young kid yeah or I even like it, you know kid. a 20 something out of college like yeah. saying like i want to try a triathlon like watches nbc sports and sees kona and it's like i want to try that like you're talking i don't know well like realistic point like ten thousand investment easy. i was gonna say like what's the minimum cost of entry to what about minimum well, i mean you could you let's could buy used gear and let's buy, say, but like you say let's play this average let's bike play the average what's, shoe what's a minimum for somebody to would you say a person would need to set aside to do a 70.3 in a year? So you got to raise fees. Yep, everything. Soup to nuts. For a year? For in one year, they say, today I want to do. And they have nothing. That's the thing, though. Someone they new, to the, new to the sport. New to the sport. I don't know Are if they that's hiring you, a coach? I think sprint is more realistic. I, I understand it is. But if they were going to 70.3 for the <laughs> argument of this, you race, don't think there's a, this? I think there's a lot of people who a 70.3 yeah. signed up is. for a 70.3 is my first. There you go. Uh, so, okay, let's say. And you're not going to, are we talking cheapest way to do it 
or uh, it's a whole let's, podcast. <laughs> let's say cheapest realistic way to yeah. do it. Like you're not going to take like if you have a BMX bike. You're right. No. You're not going to turn gonna a BMX. Uh, what's buy your a bike goal for? I don't you're know, going to four thousand dollars. What's your goal? Finish. Uh, I mean, so I'm, I'm gonna say if you're gonna do cheap, you're not gonna buy a tri bike. Or let's say you buy a used tri bike. Yeah, you're gonna you buy can, a used used bike. Okay. Get a used bike. You're not gonna get a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want a number. Let's say I think you could, I think you could get a, a decent used tri bike for like fifteen hundred bucks. I I'm gonna go tri bike. I want to know from. Today, what's today? I'm gonna go August, July 31st. You're competing in a 70.3 July 31st, 2024, and you need to tell your partner how much money is gonna be gone from your bank account so in a year. We're, we're building it up. Let's say 1500 for a bike. Uh huh. You're gonna need a membership to a pool. Let's say it's 25. I'm gonna month. go. It's five. not gonna be 25. That's like <laughs> we I'm gonna go 25 grand plus. <laughs> All right. So let's just say five plus. Five plus. Okay. Five thousand. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because I mean, then prices are going to be different. You buy a used bike, mm-hmm. right? You got shoes, helmet, um, and whatever tri bike kit. computer, whatever, even a cheaper one, mm-hmm. you whatever. Don't even need tri. A bike you don't need one. You're going to get one. You, <laughs> you don't need one, right? Watch, whatever. You get a watch, right? Um, a basic one for try, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a minimum of a few hundred bucks. So you're going to spend, you know, two three grand just on that. Mm-hmm. Alone. Then you got the entry fees. Mm-hmm. Then you got your gym memberships. Then you got your sneakers, one or two pairs. And then you got your cheap wetsuit for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Goggles, a couple pairs, maybe another hundred bucks, whatever. And at the end of the day, all you've done is one race. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you tell this up in your head? Like, was it five thousand? Yeah. A hotel. Let's say, say hotel. Yeah. You all your nutrition. No, nutrition even if you even if you live nearby. Nutrition during the year. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do something close by, maybe, you don't maybe have to just get a, uh, you do a, an online plan. So let's say you don't have to get coaching. Yeah, you you yeah. getting a, you know, AI to give you a plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. You you get a book to give you a plan. But yeah, nutrition, even if you make your own nutrition, you're still spending on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say 5 grand. And a new person's not going to make their own. But nutrition. I'm saying right. that like if you And that's what I was going to say, like a new person's going to have a really hard time buying a used bike. Mm-hmm. Mate, doing like f- knowing what those cost-saving things yeah. are, right? But then, without what I was gonna say, the other thing is, I don't think they're getting like I think if, if a person's doing this, they're gonna get some new stuff. And I think like even a, a cheaper end bike, I think we're getting closer to seven to ten grand. No, but no, you if, can find bikes. Less. In fairness, like if you say I'm gonna do a seventy point three in a year, no one says, "All right, I need all this money up front right now." No, no, I'm just right. trying to say like the cost of entry, like at the end of the year. No, I think you're buying spent? a four thousand dollar bike. If you're not buying used, you're buying like a, an okay, yeah. an okay bike. You're buying. Oh, that's oh already. I thought you said seven was um, for the bike. For no, no, a, no, no. all in. Okay, my yeah, bad. like yeah. And then you're not making nutrition. You're buying your nutrition. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like maybe you hire a coach to build you a plan, but instead of like getting one. No, I think a, a beginner is probably looking at a book or a mat, you know, like following a, something online or whatever. So okay, I, I could get behind five. And then you're getting but, I mean, like you know is a big, three four hundred dollar computer for your bike. That's, that's a big investment for something you don't even know if you're gonna like. Yeah. Before Over. you even like, yeah, right? Before you even have done so it. So that's that's where I was coming. I I kind of saw in this question like, is it almost getting to a point where it's so damn expensive? The barrier to entry is too high. The barrier to entry is too high. Five thousand over a year is like four hundred a month. <laughs> uh-huh. Breaking it down. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's not. 
I mean, it is, I guess, so if let's you put it on a credit card over, at 0% over a year. Yeah. Doesn't sound as bad. It's yeah. not a little, but. But you can't mm-hmm. do that because then you have to. You can't do that because the logic of that number, you, you have to dollar cost average the bike over many races. I'm just saying that first year investment. I know, but you're dividing the bike by the into the months. He's divi- but yeah. if you're doing over multiple races, then you're the number's actually smaller. Yes. So now like that 400 yeah, might but we be... Don't know that's not what he asked. He asked for the first race. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying to get you to the first... Yeah, you're, the first ra- you're, you're also like amortizing the, the, the entry fee and that kind of stuff. I'm just putting it into perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, we Listen spend a lot him. per month <laughs> yeah. on other things. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's a bad investment. Yeah. I mean, it's not an investment. We don't get a return. Well, I guess you live longer, maybe. All, all, I'm, all I think is that in the last 10 years, the barrier to entry has gone up twice as much to three times yeah, as much. Yeah, and, and we haven't, I mean... And the sport we, hasn't changed. It's still swim, is, bike, grind. The sport is not growing. No. So but, but I think that's part of it. I, I do think it's part of it. And that's where... I like this question, like, is there too much of that stuff? Like, Is there a bigger barrier to entry? Yes, it's too much of that. Like, I would like to see... But, is it but the, what's is driving reason, that barrier to entry is, is it technology. technology. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. It's, it's no. technology. It's everything in general that you need to do three sports. Uh, yeah. I think... You, like, the you technology don't... aspect of it is... Not that big. I mean, the bikes are getting more expensive. Uh, you think of getting into the sport, right? You're not just doing it for one race. And so when people mostly do that, well, some do people, it over I see time. tons of bikes for sale that are like, I've just know, done one I race. I did my Ironman. Here's the bike. Got me through it. Because I didn't, I didn't have a bike computer, power meter, not even like a Garmin for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to have So I don't think like that was grand. a barrier to enter the sport. Like, I didn't have to go and get okay. all the Not technology. To, to enter the sport. Yeah. Did you have it by the time you did your first race? Mm. You, the only thing you didn't have was a power meter. And I bought a used computer, mm-hmm. I think, a used Garmin. Yeah. I don't remember what I was. I remember it broke shortly. <laughs> it didn't last <laughs> long. It didn't last long. Good yeah, investment. The button, the button fell off. I used like an, a, I cut like an eraser tip and <laughs> put it under and made it work. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I may have done it with a Fitbit too. I don't. So the bike alone was two and a half when I bought it, and mm-hmm. now I think it's five. Yeah. But you're talking ten years ago, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else ten years ago, ago didn't is the same price as it is now? Nothing. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Question: Is it disproportionately? Did the prices go up disproportionately to triathlon versus everything else? Yeah, that I don't know the answer to. That's a whole other study. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do some vast, vast Let's get research. into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Double I have click to swim on tomorrow. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Then with that last question, speaking of, with the recent uptick in AI and machine learning, do you see a time in triathlon when, or any kind of endurance sport, I guess, when computers will replace human coaches? 100%. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to replace a lot I, of things. <sighs> Yes, I think that computers can replace a large part of the coaching, but I think that there there is an aspect to the feedback that the athlete gives the coach or certain emotions and feelings and things that right now AI is not able to handle. Mm-hmm. Sure. That input is not 
you can provide an input, right? So you're already providing input into not AI, but like at the end of your workout, you're saying how difficult was this run? Mm -hmm. And then I remember what was the, what's the other question? How'd you feel? Right. So you're already kind of providing that input, but I think there is something individualistic to that coach um, experience Mm -hmm. that right now, I don't know that it's fully replaceable at this point. The AI can't adapt, won't adapt. I don't think your workout. If well, I thought that was 100% the whole point think of it. AI. Will. Yeah, it will, it will if you will, if yeah. you provide yeah. the right feedback. It can change. So, I would imagine the more data you can give back to the AI, mm-hmm. the better the plan will become. So there are mm-hmm. things now that Greg, like you can't keep track of every little thing. Yeah. Like let's say, like let's say our watches are just able to like keep track of every single vital statistic of our mm-hmm. bodies an ai could just take all mm-hmm. that data like it's going to see things that a human may not Would pick up on yeah. right and let's mm-hmm. say there's like just like it's, it's tracking every second of your life and then it's looking at the stimulus you're putting in yeah all your load and all and then Stress, tracking your vitals like sleep. it's it's going to figure out patterns it's going to see like sure. down to you yeah like how to optimize you if you give it the goal like of what you're trying to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only thing that, like I said, the emotion feedback that I don't know that it's... That's what I'm saying. So, like, or that's the other... So, can it replace? Like, can you have really effective training and get the best out of you through AI? For some people, or a lot of people, yes. But if Mm -hmm. someone needs someone to talk to or needs someone that's, like, the emotional support... Yeah. A human's going to be better. But eventually, the AI will also be able to do that because they'll probably just have this, like, AI avatar that can just talk to you. Right and tell you what you want like it'll know what you need to hear because yeah. like if it tracks like your behavior and everything if it's connected to yeah. all your social media everything you do like it will learn you mm-hmm. um and then along the same lines hear. i'm kind of curious do you feel as accountable to ai rich as you do to a real life coach greg well if ai rich has access to like all my life maybe even more no, because no, no. yeah I, i'm asking might, like start canceling like Netflix uh, accounts because like you're watching too much TV. You should be training. Um, So like you want to bag a workout because you don't feel good. But AI Rich says this is your workout. Do you feel more accountable to AI Rich or real life Greg? We're like, oh, AI Rich. I think think if I'm at the point where I've hired a coach or whether AI or not, I'm doing it because I w- I will feel accountable to. So it. you're more accountable to yourself. To uh, to be more accountable to myself, I need to make myself accountable to somebody else mm-hmm. or is, something. So is that so? Are you as accountable to that someone else robot if it was AI? or coach Greg? I think if that became the norm, then yes. Tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow's workout. Yeah, but the technology is not there tomorrow. If it's a if it's a level of technology I'm imagining, then probably more because. I will be scared of it even more. Really? <laughs> scared of the machines. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, okay. It's, what about you? I don't know. Um, so to, to prep for this question, what I did is I went on chat GPT and gave it a parameter. I basically typed in myself, um, you know, and said, give me a sample week of training, um, 12 weeks out from um, my A goal race of the year, which... I think at some point in the conversation I told it it was a 70.3 and it spit out a week worth of training. And the best part is if you took that and you said, 
give me more detail yes on monday like right now has a general thing it'll yeah. it'll do it right and this is the beta like this is you don't do you have the paid version of Chai i Chai don't so, no this is the beta and then there's the so premium version years. that's even would be even more depth and this is not even optimized for let's say coaching mm-hmm. right. there are other ai tools there's so many out there apparently now yeah i i can't keep up no, with that's them all. Fine. i just use this because i thought it would be a fun way to see like yeah. and and i don't even think like I don't know. Is ChatGTP even really AI? I mean, behind the scenes, I guess it's learning from all the data that's being input into it and people's responses and stuff. But like um, a couple of years, maybe two years ago, Trainer Road, you guys know, familiar mm-hmm. with Trainer Road? Right. They rolled out something that they were calling AI um, with their training plans where you would finish a workout. They gave every workout a like a level thing so if it's a threshold workout they have threshold workouts from a level one to a level 10 or something like that and you do your workout and you finish it and you're like okay that was a 4.3 and you give it a score and you say that felt really hard or whatever and then they adjust the future threshold workouts based off of that thing feedback right it really isn't ai um there's it is. no nah not really like when you dig into did it what, learn not no it just changed its algorithm i don't think learning's the right word for it um it would just adjust the algorithm like adjust the prescription it wasn't learning for you the next time you typed in a training plan it wasn't adapting based off of your you know how much better you got over a period of time and Mm. it wasn't doing that so just for our listeners when you did type in that question yeah okay then what then it did what it spit out um it's bit real quick. It's spit out this week training plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me um, two hours of swimming, seven hours of biking, two and a half hours of running, um, which adds up to like eleven and a half hours. Um, when I told it, I had about twelve hours a week, and I also said I was twelve weeks out. Basically, gives me two sessions a day. Um, for the most part, there's nothing weird. Um, on it, nothing that it's like if if I was to program this for an athlete in a similar boat, I don't think that there would be any questions asked with what I did. I think they'd be accepting of it. Um, there's one re- weird thing. Saturday is weird. You have a long bike in the morning, yeah. two and a half hours, and then the afternoon you Another do a one hour. hour bike brick with an easy 20 to 30 minute run. Seems kind of weird. Um, but I'd be interested. I like how it does the morning afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested to then, like James said, ask it, like, give me more detail. What's the what's the reasoning behind those kind of things? Because for me, one of the things as a coach um, is the education side of things, like teaching the athletes that I work with as much as I can um, or as much as they want to learn. Like some people just want to see the program, but other people really do want to learn what they're doing and why they're doing it. Like my goal with everybody is for them to one day say like, I don't need you anymore. Like yeah, I've learned put yourself enough. out of a job. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize that it's not the best business, you know, model, but like Pretty that's good model. personally how I, <laughs> how I feel about it. Like, so, um, maybe that, I don't know if that's something that AI I mean, the way James painted it, it's freaking scary. But I know. Um, I, it feels like he's got an electric collar on his neck, and if he doesn't do the workout, it's just going to zap him. Well, and cancel his Netflix. Well, it would be crazy things like, you know, like they always talk about these doomsday scenarios with AI, like, oh, like solve 
the environment and mm-hmm. then it just kills off humanity because right. like well yeah humans are bad for the environment right. so let's launch nukes and now i mean <laughs> yeah imagine AI like oh make me into like a really good triathlete and like oh well your family takes up a lot of your time so <laughs> like <laughs> you know like this gets rid of your family like yeah. oh like all right now you have time like you yeah. like you have to be you careful you don't think ai would be like mm, no <laughs> we don't even no, know. We don't know like we don't have any like regulating authority there's no no there's no framework like we just release something into the wild right now and we don't know what's going to happen yeah but i do think in the future though mm-hmm. it, it might be that seeing a human may be the premium and everyone else has to just work with, with ai, AI. Mm-hmm. so like right if you if you're not feeling good you have to go to a doctor you're not going to see a real doctor you're mm-hmm. going to see an ai avatar tell them what you're feeling and then it has this huge data set and it knows you and it's like that's most likely this and go do that yeah i kind of wonder like i like that better yeah (laughs) going with kind of that idea i wonder if it will get rid of the worst people at their jobs where like you're saying like if only if you're only going to a doctor an actual physical human when things are really bad then a lot of doctors are going to be out of a job Hopefully, the, the worst ones. ones. You know, same thing with coaches. Like AI can, I think AI now could probably replace most bad coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cream rises, and a lot of people go the AI route. But the people who really do need, like what Rich said, with the personal interaction, whatever, um, go to a physical person, yeah. and maybe AI replaces a lot of the programming side of things but the human mm-hmm. is able to put something that's into what i it. was kind of saying i think that emotional connection yeah i mean i know he's afraid of ai but i think a lot of people <laughs> would be like all right this is what the uh, robot programmed me to do but yeah. if i skip today's run it'll reprogram me to do right. something else whereas like there might be something deeper behind it yeah mm-hmm. or like are you more willing or feel more accountable to meet other friends at the track rather than other robots at the track, yeah. right? Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to meet a friend, so I'm going to do track. But if it's like, eh, it's yeah. AI. And I mean, or like if you have, I'm sorry, if you have a question, you know, something's on your workout and you don't know, should I do it? Should I not do it? Why am I, you know, AI is not going to answer. Yeah, but in that really? moment, right, that right? pullback of like... It will, you eventually. Know. Eventually, I think I it mean, will. I don't it'll know. It'll probably ask you some questions. Why don't you want to do the workout? It's like, oh, I'm feeling tired. Like, and it'll, say, and it'll, say, it'll access, well, let's see how much you slept yesterday. And it'll <laughs> analyze the quality of sleep. And it might be like, yeah. you know what? You actually had enough sleep. No wonder. What did you eat? Like, <laughs> and then it'll just go through, like, everything. Yeah. There's no lying to the... Like, there's no way of, like, wiggling out of a workout. It's just... I, gonna, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something to think about. Interesting. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think of the training plan? It, I mean, it's not really a training plan, it's but like a, yeah. I think it's a bit aggressive for the yeah. first week I in know. 12. <laughs> That's it's what 12 I no, it's not the first week in 12. Oh, it's not? Oh. No, it's 12 weeks out from your race. So I didn't want, I wanted to know. That's week one. Yeah. Week yeah, one. I don't know why out. it. Yeah. Because it's week it, one. It's, it's pretty aggressive. <laughs> your weekends. I mean, I, I'd hate to see what your week uh, ten like looks like if it is going to give you two yeah. workouts. But it's based on. Uh, but see, the that's the algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the algorithm right now. It's like I've got to give this guy twelve hours. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not learning. It. It's not like okay. So like, but as a coach, you're like, okay, he's going to have twelve hours. I'm not going to give him twelve hours on the first week. 
And well, meanwhile, Greg, Sunday, Greg believes there's in that only too, an though, right? hour and a half. What? I don't know that he, Greg would give you 12 hours to somebody who just came up and said Or by your training for the distance or the time. Um, he told like them if, if he each has session 12, is, 12 hours. Yeah, I said I have 12 hours a week to train. But you would give someone 12 hours their first week? Depends what they were doing before. This person, he would. This person. Maybe. Well, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so I guess the take-home message is to be scared of machines, right? Like, <laughs> careful what you uh, what you wish for. I think that's the title of the episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Be careful with AI. Fear mm-hmm. the machines. Yeah. All right. Anybody have anything else? We've been going at this for a while now. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you think the machines are coming for you, <laughs> let us know in the comments. We'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening, and till next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Next Level Quad Pod. We really appreciate you spending time with us and listening to everything that we have to offer. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and a rating. Those little things go a long way towards us being able to bring you more content like this. If you'd like to learn more about what we have to offer, please go to our website at goteamnltry.com. There, you can find out about all the different things we provide that can help you reach your athletic potential. Thank you again for finding time in your busy schedule to spend some time with the Quad Pod.